Greetings and salutations, and welcome to Flintlocks and Fireballs, where a handful of mad actors will attempt to survive the treacherous depths of Dungeons and Dragons. I'm your host and Dungeon Master, Jason Phelps, and I'm joined, as ever, by Robbie Strawberry Fields Bellicom, Sam Raspberry Hills Burns, and Ellie Durian Depth Sparrow. Uh, I hate Durian. I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> Apparently, some, people some like of it. the Chinese. Uh, um, even is that? I'm sorry. I it is the worst. Ignorance. It it's is the worst. A very, very stinky fruit that you get a lot of in China and various other places, England. But it's yeah. like the most pungent thing, and you experience the pungentness with your entire body for when hours. For hours, for hours afterwards, oh, we wow. had it in China, and I literally burped durian for about three hours yeah. afterwards. It, it was like one awful. piece of a durian of a durian yogurt. It wasn't even like an actual piece. I had the actual durian. I did have a piece of actual durian. Did you have I an actual had piece one. As well? Yeah, I was determined to try okay. it, and yeah. then regressed yeah, it then horribly. Regressed <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you like durian, by the way, no judgment. I just hate it. If you like durian, <laughs> like... you've heard all this before. <laughs> Oh, so it is late January by now uh, for for us. Uh, For you, gentle listeners, probably mid-February, maybe late. Who knows? This the 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 future is a strange and confusing place to me. Yeah, we might. We can't do basic maths to work out. Yeah, when when this will go out. Marched on past February. Oh. oh, I see what you did there. Oh God, I'm funny. I'm <laughs> <laughs> no, not funny. It's okay. Uh, you're very funny. Shush. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of uh, our inability to contact the future, it's time as ever to ask future us what messages from the present. Hello, it's Future Jason with messages from the present. But just as you will never hear the future, I will never be able to speak to the past. It sounds profound, but that's actually just me restating the same thing twice. Let's talk about our sponsor. Libris Arcana offers monthly or quarterly dice subscriptions. Head over to librisarcana.com, and for less than 12 US dollars, just under 9 quid, you'll receive a set of 7 premium dice and one randomly selected bonus die every month to sate the will of the die-hungry beast below. This month's set is the Shattered Ruby. Now, we love collecting dice, and one of the things we love doing with those dice is playing Dungeons and Dragons. But D&D wouldn't be the same if it weren't for two things, the wide array of monsters and the insistence of players and dungeon masters alike on terrible puns. So let's bring those two loves together in several quick-fire monster puns. What do you call a giant tentacled floating eye with an attitude problem? An A-holder. What ooze goes best in a full English breakfast? The black pudding. Where do goblins take their children on a fun day out? The Build-A-Bugbear Workshop. What insectoid monster can you take on a plane with you? The Carrion Crawler. What angelic being insists on being summoned to a temperature-controlled magic circle with an attached minibar? The Astral Diva. What monster sneaks into your house, steals your valuables, and then puts something of equal worth back? The Replacer Beast. Yes, your villages were burned to the ground. We get it. There's no need to drag on about it. One of our tree spirits spent too long with the water nymphs. We had to hang her on the washing line and hope she dryads out. What undead entity is incapable of restraining themselves in the comments section? The Flame Skull. There's a new show where contestants devour each other amidst a foul stench. You might think it's ghastly, but I think it's pretty ghoul. What camouflaged hyenid was responsible for assassinating JFK? 
the Grassy Knoll. The best goblin philanthropists hold parties for the rich and social elites to raise money for charities. It's called hobgobnobbing. How do you make a steel golem? Give an iron golem a coke habit. Why get sad over all those dead sailors? We're just cracking jokes. You need to destroy the phylactery. Just scratching the lich won't make it go away. Keep getting ambushed in the woods? Just grin and I'll bear it. There was an incident with a cursed guitar, a giant bird, and a prison. Pretty soon, everybody in the wholesale block was dancing to the jailhouse rock. What chaotic race of entities born of insanity wishes it could be Christmas every day? Slard. Questions about what flattened your city? Don't be afraid to ask. You proposed on the back of a teleporting horse in a meadow full of rainbows? Seems a little unicorny to me. I swear, the whole resort just sucks the life out of you and leaves you a mindless husk. That's the last time I vacation on the Isle of Wight. As the bard said to the necromancer, Zombie or not zombie? That is the question. Listen up for a spot from our friends over at The Fate of Eisen during the break this episode. We'll be at London Comic Con Spring on Saturday, March the 2nd, so if you're in town and coming along, do be sure to come say hello. As ever, we are not guesting or anything, we're just there as ordinary attendees. We love meeting stowaways though, so if anybody's about then, we'd love to see you. If we ever do get invited to guest a convention, of course, we'll make a lot more fanfare about it. We would like to give a big thank you to the stowaways who have bought us coffees on coffee. You've warmed our hearts and cockles alike with your generosity. All of these donations go towards improving the show, giving us a fund to develop merch, look into doing live shows, and otherwise keep us producing high-quality content like these episodes. And occasionally things like Jimothy. If you'd like to buy us a coffee, you can make a one-off, no-strings donation at co-fi.com slash flintlocks and fireballs. And now, back to you, Past Jason. Tell us about your weekend. We looked up. And we saw, not the sky we were expecting, but pale white, with billions upon billions of black voids. When the sun rose, a cold green light swept <laughs> over the lands. Nevada Cadaverous! Anyway, so... Uh, <laughs> wow. Moving that, that was quite backwards, yeah. Moving back from um, whatever the fuck that was. So we've mm-hmm. been talking about some things before we came on air today, and I would like to point both of them out um, with absolutely no agenda as to where we are in the story obviously so Robbie for a start pointed out that a BBC version of Les Mis is on telly (laughs) 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 Um, it's not going to be by the time you hear this but we just wanted to share that with you and also uh, outside today in England it is currently the uh, wolf blood moon (laughs) which means that the moon is in fact oh no the colour of desire (laughs) and the sky is in fact black the colour of despair (laughs) Um, and I just I already did that joke before we came on air but I literally couldn't not do it on air because yeah no it had to be done you see an opportunity and it's got to happen so yeah Yeah. and uh, on that cheerful (laughs) cheerful note it's time for flintlocks and fireballs. Our land stands on the saber's edge. Our cities are a powder keg. 
Brother chains, brother, no one's free. A life on land is short, you'll see. So gather your muskets, gather your spears, we'll plunder the shores of Calcineer. No cracking storm or spell we fear, so come and sail with us, my dear. Previously on Flintlocks and Fireballs. The party, having returned from their expedition in Meadmere, the cold, cold great forest of Meadmere, have finally arrived in Sewell. After travelling through the northern reaches of uh, Sewell, out from the edge of the Sunscrest Mountains, uh, where they arrived in the town of Jimothy, less sung about that the better, uh, the party have uh, headed down through uh, the provinces of Benamont uh, to Benoisville, where they dispatched a long-standing entity which had haunted their dreams before uh, marching on a seven-day journey through the uh, province of Florissant and down to Alessant, the capital of Soule. Upon arriving, they found the capital to be mired in poverty, uh, sickness, despair, and at times violent unrest. After escorting their uh, travelling companion, uh, Lisa Bette uh, Sulepont, to her office in the foundry district uh, of the capital, the party ventured out to purchase books along the way, spotting a fellow tiefling, Sweet, a rag and bone man, and as it turns out, occasional arms and drugs dealer, um, who brought them to Horn Alley, the small district where Saul's tiefling population live and do their best to survive against hostile conditions. After meeting uh, Gavel, the leader of the tieflings, for want of a better word, and making a surprising uh, reunion with one of the uh, many prostitutes from the Silken Sail, uh, Beatrice Bonchant's sister to Gautier, who had fled here with the surviving prostitutes to establish her own uh, establishment, the Lonely Shepherdess, at which the party agreed to stay while they were in town. Travelling on to the university, they made uh, connections with, again, an old acquaintance, one Jean-Paul Savat, noted speaker and journalist, who it seems has taken up a representative role in the National Assembly, the court of, uh, for again, for want of better words here, the court of um, political representatives uh, in particular representing the commons of Seoul, who decided to meet uh, rather against the king's objections and completely and almost seemingly to, to ignore the entrenched powers of church and nobility. Needless to say, the establishment of this assembly has caused some tension, which the university and the academics supporting it are well aware of. And although the party 
have their reservations about the Assembly's chance of at all surviving, with the knowledge that a contingent of the Ebon Guard are stationed in the Mirrored Palace uh, mm. outside the city, they assured them that they had their own preparations in play. Shortly after this, however, uh, the party, attempting to raise some funds by selling off the various treasures they had uh, from the lost city in uh, the middle of the Meadmirish for forest, started a revolution. Uh, or at least... Not kicked, on purpose! Or at least <laughs> kicked off a series of violent bread riots, uh, which, when we last left off, were in the process of being violently put down. It's the Nat 1 revolution! <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, hmm. That's brilliant. <laughs> after uh, informing their companions in the university, and uh, they retreated back to the Lonely Shepherdess while the city was rocked, uh, with violence and counter-violence. The three of you have taken shelter overnight in the Lonely Shepherdess. The sounds of gunfire, screams, and in some places just actual fire have spread through the city for the better part of two hours now, but are eventually petering out. Occasional short exchanges but it seems that the riot has been put down by the gathered military forces in the city, still awaiting the arrival of the actual army coming from the north. As you are sitting in your room, and um, as promised, it is still quite noisy. You can hear a certain amount of thumping and moaning coming from the adjoining rooms here in the brothel. <laughs> Uh, there mm. is a knock at the door. Hello? <clears throat> Hello. Um, I have a message. Uh, it is uh, sweet. Uh, yes. Um, can I come in? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Come inside. The uh, door is unlocked and uh, you have a lock on your side. And uh, sweet the... Uh, kind of ragged, uh, hands-covered-up tiefling uh, shuffles on inside. We're having a lock-in. Come and join us. Mm. <laughs> the theme's revolution. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, I um, had sort of seen that. Uh, he kind of glances around with his little yellow slitted eyes and L-shaped horns. So, uh... You have an invitation uh, to meet the scalpel. Mm -hmm. She will uh, see you and hear your grievances uh, in the morning. If you would like to uh, come over to speak to her at her surgery, uh, she will be uh, disposed towards uh, seeing you and discussing what uh, she can do for you and what you can do for her. And uh, he gives you directions to a doctor's surgery on Leopold Street, which is actually kind of on that uh, little border between the better, more well-off districts near Silk Street and the rougher, uh, more poverty-stricken neighbourhoods around Horn Alley. Uh, it probably, you know, it's, it's a relatively short, uh, short walk, but... She has apparently indicated that she will see you in the morning. Mm -hmm. uh, 
I uh, have an idea about uh, what this might be. If I, it is, uh, I look forward to working with you. <laughs> okay, not sure if that's ominous or fun, so... What hey. actually is your idea? Well, between you and me, um, there's been a lot of work the last uh, few months bringing um, little crates and uh, supplies into the city and storing them down in our uh, various hideaway spots in the catacombs uh, beneath the city. Mm. Uh, little weapons? crates? Weapons. Gotta be weapons. I well, must be, surely. Well, obviously we're not allowed to open them, but given the circumstances, I think yes, probably. They've been coming in for quite a while now, in uh, on barges, in wagons, little by little, to avoid uh, too much of uh, disturbance. You see? Mm. Yes. That seems fair. Um, Stockpiling for something. Hmm. Perhaps, regardless, I think the time has come for us to make the delivery, as it were. They're not working with the sculptor, are they? Uh, I've heard that name. The uh, kings, they work a lot together, so probably. Hmm. If they, I've heard some of, the, uh, some of these crates have been coming from over the mountains in uh, Bright Hall or elsewhere, so if they've got a line shipping them across the, uh, across the uh, continent, that's most likely how. Hmm. You notice uh, Sweet has a just habitual tendency to avoid eye contact when he speaks. His eyes kind of dart around the room, but doesn't really fix on anyone's faces. Hmm. Hmm. Well, thank you for the uh, the information. Uh, that's all right. Um, he kind of grins for a moment and nods towards Scamp. We um, always like to look out for a cousin. Hmm. Uh, anyway, I have business to get on with uh you get some sleep uh don't get killed <laughs> i've Please. managed that this far not to but you know things are a bit crazy out there and yeah how's it going is it dying down at all or dying is the principal word um uh, right yes things aren't so much calming down as i would imagine they're calming up does anyone well, know what started it <laughs> There are some... Uh, I've not been paying too much attention. Uh, I think it was what might have been another bread riot that kind of broke out of control. Some people were saying they saw an image of St. Victory appear oh, in the eyes. Oh, that sounds like crazy talk. Uh, that yeah, that sounds... That sounds mental, yeah. yeah. Um, but you know wait. what these crazies are always like. If you've not eaten for a while, sometimes you start seeing things. Yeah. Yeah, mass hallucinations is the only explanation. <laughs> he kind of gives you a weird look and then reverts to avoiding eye contact. <laughs> Still, uh, if it's all the same with you, um, there's a lot of uh, lot of bodies need moving, and uh, quite a few people are out uh, relieving uh, people of things they are no longer in this world to need. And uh, I don't want to be sticking around too much while there's uh, things to be had. You're an enterprising young gentleman, I'm sure. <laughs> Sweet. Says Corson, rolling his eyes. Sweet <laughs> shrugs, kind of one shoulder higher than the other. 
It's a hard life. We survive how we can. Besides, I want—I need to be moving quickly if I want to get the best, best uh, prices in uh, the Smuggler's Bazaar. Oh, yeah, that place. Mm. We were going to go there. Oh. What can you tell us about it? Yeah, I mean, the clues in the name. If you want to uh, buy or sell stolen goods around here, it's the place to go. Um, I trust you. Here. There's a few ways into it, but uh, one of them, uh, the one I use is if you go around the back of uh, the, uh, uh, of uh, the, how is it? Uh, I have flat Duchess Street. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a goblin uh, eatery there. And he kind of gives you directions to a street, which is not too far from Horn Alley. Again, very much in the poorer part of town. Not that there aren't several poor parts of town, but this poor part of town. Uh, I just want to be clear. When you say goblin eatery, you mean a place goblins eat? Yes. It's, uh, okay. They serve goblins. They don't serve goblin. Yeah, they. Yeah, you, if you want to get, uh, if oh, you wanna, just checking. Yeah, if you want to get a hot pot with, uh, you know, rice or whatever, it's a good place to get food cheap. Don't ask what the meat is, but I'm sure that it's not goblin. Okay. Might be more than a little bit of rat, though. Small mercies. Still. Um, we've eaten all the shit. I'm sure we've all had rat. He kind of, again, gives the one-shouldered shrug. Well, I've always heard that um, goblins will eat rat, but only if they can't get dog. <laughs> wow, that's true. just racist. True, though. Don't bring a dog into uh, uh, go- Goblin Town. <laughs> really, don't. No. Cats are all right. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. Harder to get cat than dog. They are, um, they climb, you know? Yeah. All animals are fucking weird. Surfing Until you have weird. had them with the sweet and sour sauce. <laughs> <laughs> he gives you a, he gives so you a yellow teeth grin. So that was out of character, that laugh. Ah, but no, you go round the, go to Flat Duchess Street, round the back of the uh, Goblin Eatery there, uh, you'll find uh, there is a red door. Mm-hmm. Give it uh, three quick knocks, two slow knocks, go down. That's uh, one way to get to the bazaar. Right, thank you. That's very appreciated. He gives you a nod. Right, I need to get to looting. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. And he shuffles out. So what do we do? Are we staying held up in here for now? How late is it? Uh, it's probably about close, just past midnight by this point. I think we could sleep and then do everything in the morning. I think that's probably uh, our best bet right now. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy out there. I mean, between the screaming outside and the other noises in here, I'm not sure how much sleep we're going to get. (laughs) But we can make an attempt. Can anyone cast silence? Yes. Causing can cast silence. <laughs> well, <laughs> not a terrible use of the silent spell. <laughs> not sure how long it lasts, but um, long enough to go to sleep. I mean, maybe. How quickly can you fall asleep? <laughs> Remarkably fast. 
Right. Not then. wildly fast, but you know, we'll give it a go. Well, you've got ten minutes to try and get to sleep. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um. I am going to cast silence then. Okay. It's a, it's a twenty foot cube, which presumably would cover this room. Oh yeah, it covers the room, and there's some very confused pauses before the knocking continues in the rooms either side of you, as well. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine before we do that, we check in with everybody with sending as well, but I don't think we need to like yeah, go through you that. Check in, say we do you it. check in with your uh, with uh, family and friends. Uh, the ship, uh, you learn that the uh, ship the the ship these on is uh, continuing on towards Seoul. They're currently uh, they're currently going around half land essentially at this point, uh, and are looking to make their way back to the. Uh, well, for some of the crew, at least another country. I'm not addicted to opium anymore. Woo! Struggle with your with your on again, off again addiction. You managed to shrug it off. Flirting with addiction, Celestia hmm. Stardust. Um, uh, how much downtime do we have that doesn't need to be sleep? Uh, I mean, you've kind of been holed up here for about four hours anyway, like you know, functionally speaking. Uh, probably actually a while. Like, it, you know, you've kind of been holed up much of the evening because by the time the riots actually broke out. So if you want to count this as an evening's worth of downtime, you can. I've got a lot of stuff to put in my colouring book. <laughs> we'll say that allowing for sleep with you guys getting up at about six o'clock, because again, you've not all of your long rest needs to be sleep. So we'll say if you get about six hours of sleep and some downtime, say you got about six hours worth of downtime stuff done cool so you guys you know would like to practice sleight of hand especially the coin trick which i'm still practicing Um, you've been you've been practicing that on and off for some time now uh in particularly during the long dull nights uh up in meadmere yeah (laughs) kind of get your coin out and start sort of habitually practicing hiding it in the palm of your hand lifting and planting small things Give me a sleight of hand check, please. Oh, God. Come on, make it good. Uh, 13. Okay. You managed to, at least, you managed to get the uh, coin behind, you know, you know a, a, a plant a coin hidden on uh, Corzin's person. But when you try and filch it off again, he spots you. Ah. Keep trying. <laughs> You'll need a bit more <laughs> practice before you're really proficient at this, sadly. Bugger. I will. Yeah. I'm doing that because my passive perception is 14. And I'm yeah. that oh, to yeah. Be the... yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Scam, you get about six hours worth of colouring book time in as well. And mm. you all head to sleep. Uh, the Oh, speaking of which, um, your nightly charge <laughs> at the Lonely Shepherdess uh, is worth mentioning. And it is. So yeah, you're kind of being pretty uh, pretty overcharged uh, for it, since you are in you are in one room, however. So it's just collectively, it's a half gold piece a night that you spent here. Okay. Five silver. Okay. Yeah. I guess I'll pay this one. Somebody else do it next time. Mm. Okay. Oh, you are. Makes sense to take turns, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah fair enough. The morning uh, arrives. And you find yourself uh, awakening, kind of cr- uh, crunching a slight uh, stiffness in your back, 
The uh, beds here are kind of soft, but not really meant to be sustained to be let, slept in for very long. They're not meant to be slept in. Is yeah. What you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> well, I would imagine that uh, what we're doing here is rather unorthodox, considering what they're usually used for. No, actually, sleeping in a brothel. <laughs> what do they hell. usually do here? Well, Shut I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you know what they do. Here. <laughs> There's probably sleeping involved at some point, but it's not like the uh, the main attraction. No, not so much. <laughs> you, um, after arising and, uh, basically I was going to say, you know, you guys could, I can either get some, uh, there, there is some food available at the brothel or you can just consume from your supplies. Uh, you fetch, uh, fix yourself some breakfast and I guess, do you want to head straight to the surgery? How much extra is the food at the brothel? Uh, the food at the brothel is, uh, as might it be expected here, pretty expensive. Like you know, everything is triple cost. So between the three of you, you're looking at um, what's three times three, Jason? It's <laughs> nine. Yeah, let's call it a silver piece. Right. Uh, no, no, silver piece. Actually, sorry, that shouldn't be three times three. Two silver pieces. It's the noise of maths. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, that's easily done. Yeah. Um, yeah Corson will cover breakfast. It's, Thank you. You get some slightly, some somewhat stale bread, but uh, bread, a small amount of thinly sliced meat, uh, some quite stinky cheese, uh, and kind of made up. And, and there's a, but but there's we are a in lot, Sewell. Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of there's a lot of turnip in the bread to bulk it out. Turnip oh. bread. I mean, it's coarse, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> like um, like horse bread. Yeah. From Terry Pratchett. Yeah, that sort of made up made up with what you can to bulk yeah. it out. There's a lot of like in one. This you swear there's just a, maybe maybe a little bit of sawdust. You're not sure. It's probably high quality sawdust, like from the finest timber that can be can be supplied. I mean, you're not far from the uh, you know from from the uh, woodworkers uh, off the edge of the foundry quarter, so it's entirely possible. Mm. I feel like this is mm. going to be in a sort of paste in my stomach. This does not feel like a thing that should be consumed by people. <laughs> mm. It's all right. It'll do. I'm getting fussy. When did that happen? Being fussy happens when you have a choice. Hmm. I suppose everything I can say to that sounds snobby, so I'm just not going to. I was going to say, I suppose if you eat out of bins all the time, you you don't really have the chance. Again, it's when you have a choice. Finishing off your filling, at least, somewhat, breakfast. Uh, it's, well, it's hard to say whether it's filling or if it just sits in your stomach. Uh, <laughs> a big lump. You <laughs> head on out to uh, and work your way through the streets. Uh, on, I'm assuming then uh, towards the surgery you've been given directions to. Yeah. You find yourself outside a small uh, red brick uh, building. It's part of the many high sort of structures here, but this small corner of it, you can see 
is um, kept in reasonably good nick compared to the uh, to what's around it. And you see there is a small black door down at the bottom. The windows here are very thin with uh, thick glass in them. And uh, there is a small brack plus. Uh, sorry, a what? A small brass plaque. There we go. <laughs> um, indicating Doctor S. Krennic. Hmm. Uh, and indeed, you are on Leopold Street. I guess. There is a short pause before uh, the before a small uh, sort of eye hole slit uh, opens up, and you see a figure behind. <clears throat> Do you have an appointment? Uh, yes, we've been summoned. Hmm. Here's Dan. One moment. There's a short pause before the door clicks open. By the way, walking through the streets this morning, there is almost a deathly quiet. A low fog has descended over a lot of the town. It's quite a chilly sort of winter day, and people are keeping well away from the streets. Even the even the many beggars that uh, cluster around the uh, the streets have retreated to doorways, kept trying to find side streets to hide in. The main streets are notably absent. Oof. People are just people are keeping their heads low today. By the way, it's subdued. Yeah, um, every time we go outside, unless I've stated otherwise, I'm wearing hood and gloves. All right, hood and gloves. The uh, door opens and you can see a uh, short uh, human man uh, with a brown uh, shirt and waistcoat and trousers. Uh, peers at you through uh, small spectacles. Dr. Krennic will see you now if you'd like to head up to the reception on the first floor. Thank you very much. You find yourselves clambering up through a small spiral staircase into to a sort of waiting area with a series of uh, green leather uh, cushion sort of uh, settees that are arranged for waiting uh, and a small bookshelf with various uh, medical tomes on. As the, however, the door has been left slightly ajar, and moving into the office, you find yourself in one of the few very well-lit uh, rooms in this establishment. There is a large uh, window uh, of frosted glass, which lets a certain amount of the dim light from outside through, enough to clearly illuminate the chamber. The There are three small stools which had been set out uh, in the middle of the room near the desk and you can see there are a number of large bookshelves there is a skeleton uh, uh, wired up in a closet uh, of a uh, actually this would be let's just run this hmm, of a halfling actually uh, so standing up on a, on a plinth uh, and a number of just small medical instruments uh, in a little viewing cabinet the desk is positioned off to in the corner of the room so that the person who sits there does not have their back to the window uh, and can clearly see anyone who comes in. And uh, you can see there is a figure sat behind it, currently looking through a large ledger in front of them. They're, they are an olive-skinned human woman 
with thick black hair and a tight braid. They're sat, but you can tell that they are tall and slender of build, wearing a black waistcoat and grey uh, and grey shirt, and on a stat and a sort of hat stand nearby and coat stand as well. There is the long black traditional coat of a doctor. They are peering at the ledger through a golden pince-nez. Uh, one of those little uh, uh, those little spectacles which uh, just kind of clips to your nose. Rather and they than... have like multiple right. spectacle bits on them. Uh, this one right doesn't thing. have multiple spectacle bits. It's just it's they're just pince-nez onto your, uh, onto okay, your nose. But cool. you can get the versions with multiple with like adjustable lenses. Mm, uh, but this is mm. just 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 a simple pince-nez. And um, by the way, I'm probably butchering the pronunciation of that. Uh, <laughs> mm. I shouldn't tell us. No, I'm mm. kidding. Uh, I mean, you can, but you can if you want. <laughs> it's not that interesting. <laughs> um, and when they look up, uh, they 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 fix to their otherwise quite calm face a small, just fairly fixed smile, which they maintain while talking. Good morning. I see you have. Uh, all survived the night's events without difficulty. Still alive thus far, yes. I see you have too. Hmm. My name is uh, Dr. Sarieta Krenik. Is so, Celestia Stardust, nice to meet you. She nods but does not shake her hand. I turn it into a bow. So, my associates uh, have informed me that there is something I can do for you. Yes, by the way, this is uh, Corzin, this is Scamp. <laughs> so we're all... Um, Pleased to meet you. to both of you. Hello. Scamp, so, are you um, as yourself at the moment, or bearded? Uh, hoods up, no beard. Okay, she just but, nods. We're looking for passage. Um to I'm so sorry I've lost my map um, I'm having a moment I know it's to Kion Kion yeah but mm. I can't remember what the other place is before that uh, uh, so the um, you were think considering I believe from when they're going via Dulé and getting a ship yeah. as an option as well there we go there's one with all the titles on it um, yeah so, sorry about that um, so we're looking for passage in the long run to Kion but even to Dulé would help um, getting out of the city as a priority you came well recommended uh, from our mutual friend <clears throat> Perseus. I am most familiar with him. Yes, that is uh, something that can be arranged, but uh, obviously at the moment is a little bit more difficult with the... Uh, the riot. And the military locked down of uh, everything, every uh, entrance into and out of the city. All of them now, is it? Indeed. Oh, good. King must be getting worried. Well, times they are um, of an interesting bent. But that is something that uh, can be arranged. My recommendation would be a set of military passports uh, which would mark you as members of the army and have uh, allow your passage out of the town. 
technically speaking, until quite recently, I would have been, as I was the uh, uh, chief surgeon on a privateer that uh, their letter of mark came from Sewell. I mean, technically, if we're going there, Scamp, you were an officer. (laughs) Yeah. You were, you were an actual officer. I know, I don't think anyone's going to really believe that, though. No, I don't think Shantyman counts uh, as an official position, so <laughs> I was not in the army. I think uh, we can do a little bit better than that. But, of course, given this uh, is the case, there's first uh, something that uh, you can help uh, me with uh, before we continue. Mm-hmm. There is a large work underway this evening it will be taking place throughout the night i would i would be very much obliged if i could get your assistance in this matter you see that for some time now i uh forgive me i'm not sure how much uh, our mutual friend uh, over in brighthall has explained to you about the situation um, we saw smaller parts of it, but don't know about the larger scale of the project. Ah. Well, it per- wasn't really relevant at the time. Perhaps you will see a bit more of that tonight. We have been concealing the smaller shipments in uh, secret places beneath the city for some time now. But at last our contact and our client has decided that they wish them all brought to a series of central locations for proper distribution. With that in mind, if you would uh, do me the favour of this while we prepare your papers, I will ask you to go to a series of different uh, locations in the catacombs beneath the city. I will provide directions and locations. You will probably need uh, maybe a few wheelbarrows. Collect the crates there and bring them via the connection through the catacombs to the sewers. We have a few that we have established ourselves towards a meeting point. From there, you will, along with a number of others in my employ, convey these shipments to a warehouse which has been prearranged for collection by the client. Once they arrive, the client will uh, provide payment for your uh, transportation. They have already prepaid for the materials themselves. And uh, once they have been handed over, and are confirmed in the possession of the client, well, that is no longer our business, and we will be all too happy to conclude this, and you will get your papers. Where is this warehouse? The warehouse... Hmm. She kind of pauses for a moment. Corzin, make a persuasion check. Okay. Hmm. Nine. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> I'll 
you will uh, you will be told the warehouse when you meet up with the other uh, groups that uh, will be uh, collecting supplies together and then you will move together as a single group well if you won't tell us exactly where it is um just so we're prepared is the whole journey going to be underground or are we going to have to try and move through the potential riot that might still be going on the riot has been put down for now the you will be maintaining as much of this underground as possible mm. you should be able to travel through the uh, catacombs uh or through the sewers for the most part to get to the different places and the final stretch will involve a transport uh, directly through the sewers from the meeting point to the warehouse the only part that should come above ground is the final uh, movement uh, up into the warehouse itself are we likely to have any trouble on this journey just so we're prepared well, I would uh, like to say that that is unlikely. The best uh, laid uh, plans of uh, halflings and hares are all known to go right? So, yeah. always be prepared for a measure of uh, unexpected events. As far as I am aware, there should be nothing that comes out, but with a large operation as this, and despite the measures I am taking towards information security, it is always possible that bad luck may occur. Certainly, if the city guard were to catch uh, any hint of what is going on, they would want to uh, clamp down upon this transfer of goods as soon as possible. Also, I suppose, right. given the current situation, that's not exactly uh, standard, is it? Uh, no. Mm, they're probably more on watch than usual. Indeed. Fortunately, it should still be... At l the uh, main force of the army should not arrive until uh, tomorrow at the earliest. So this is uh, frustratingly one of our last chances for the uh, pickup to be arranged in a orderly manner. I yeah. trust the recompense for this job reflects the relative difficulty of its being achieved well of course you will be getting the uh, passports you yeah need. fake passports causing mm. but i'm sure that a cut of the uh, payment for delivery can be made available as well very well that's very kind thank you mm. nevertheless it is absolutely imperative that uh, these goods reach the client. Yeah. Well, okay. the uh, we will not be uh, taking any action until uh, sundown. On this, uh, she reaches it. She opens a drawer and pulls out a small uh, folded note, which she passes uh, to. You, Celestia, I'm going to say. Mm -hmm, I take it. Uh, and then closes the, the drawer. Uh, you see there are just a series. Uh, there is an address and a series of directions. Huh. 
you will find an access way to the catacombs there, which is close to your first uh, pickup point. From there, you will find uh, you will need to go to these three locations, collect the crates there, and then bring them to the last location mentioned uh, on that paper. Mm. From there, our mutual associates uh, will direct you on the last leg of the journey. Great. Good to know. Good. Well then, if that is all, I'm afraid that uh, I have a busy day. Imagine okay. a lot of people do right now. Indeed. Thank you for your time, she says. And... Well, thank you as well. Um, cool. Yeah, it bows respectively and then leaves. Just gives a small nod of the head to you and then sits smart just same thick smile until you've all left. And close the door behind you. Can I do um uh, an insight check to see um whether or not they appear to be a uh, a qualified I'm assuming surgeon because of their uh their uh nickname but mm -hmm. like a medical professional or if that is just a front i mean you could probably do that make a medicine check for that based on what's around them if you wanted right, medicine check then oh, your choice uh, so probably a medicine, medicine check might is be more relevant. slightly higher i think yeah, yeah. so medicine actually might be slightly more relevant to that particular inquiry not with that role uh that's uh seven total i mean Probably, or at least, you know, it's a convincing front. There's, you know, there's a lot of, uh, the, there's a lot of genuine medical equipment uh, on display. And, you know, they, they, you know, there is the sign out front. Probably they are a practicing doctor, although likely with very private clients. Right. Okay. Yeah, it's just, uh, you know. The sculptor had a, uh, a nickname that was based on something they probably didn't want to advertise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The bookkeeper was fine, though. That's very true. As yes. was the Viper, I suppose, in their way. I mean, don't get me wrong. The Viper's been the only one that I've actually liked, but... Sculptor did make statues. Yeah, it wasn't a lie. Did some sculpting, too. I think we should all stop thinking about that. I'm should we go to the now. market? <laughs> yes. Let's go and We've talk got to a bit a... of time, haven't we? Yeah, we can you have the whole day. We could talk a to a creepy smuggling day. person. That might be fun. Yeah. We could do that. Oh, I thought you said slugling for a minute and was imagining a tiny slug person. Oh, <laughs> Smuggling's good too. Yeah, Given good. some of the things I've seen in this world, I wouldn't you know, rule the thing out. Perhaps I shall write a song about sluglings. <laughs> It'll be rubbish. It'll be lovely. <laughs> yeah, but we'll know what it's about, and so we'll appreciate it. Oh, thank you. It's nice to be appreciated. <laughs> you make your way out and head towards uh, the towards Flat Duchess Street, which is a small side street uh, in amongst a complicated little web of houses. And as you go into this particular area, not far from Horn Alley, 
uh, you find that the although again people are people are now more and more starting to come out of their houses just in small dribs and drabs to take care of whatever business they can uh, but you notice in this part of town there are a lot more a lot more goblins than you've seen every anywhere else you easily catch sight of a few dozen of them uh, some of them you see are just sort of uh, quietly uh, languishing in alleyways uh, to, uh, quietly muttering to each other in uh, their own uh, tongue um, do any of you speak goblin? oh definitely not uh, no. Um, no is yeah. it possible to ritual cast when we walk or is it something that needs to be done sitting down? I think it needs to be you need to be in one place because there's stuff you need to set out to ritual cast Okay. Um, in the way that I don't think it's possible to hide ritual casting no, I doubt it. <laughs> you, you, and you can't do it while you walk. Um, so, which is, you know, you, like, maybe if you, it's, conceivably you could do it while you were in a carriage, you know, sitting in one place. Yeah, or like in a different room. Yeah. We've never been in a carriage, have we? Not like, yeah. like not, well, not during the course of this The adventure. characters have not been in a yeah. carriage yet since they've met each other yeah. anyway. Celestia's so probably been in a carriage, but. Can we stop for ten minutes? Why? I've got a new trick I want to try. It might be useful. I mean, that sounds fun. Let's do it. Okay. Um, what, what sort of thing? I would like to sit down and cast Comprehend Languages. Okay. If we're going to a place of secret languages. You quiet. You spend a few, uh, ten minutes just in a quiet alley in, a, in an alleyway that's not too occupied. I'll be look out. You yeah, I'll, I'll of... look out as well. To start each end. <laughs> yeah, just like scratching small, just small nonsense little designs into the pavement, into the street, uh, into a just into a wall next to you, uh, which bear almost no actual resemblance to the standardised arcane script, uh. Uh, which is used by professional wizards. Uh, oh, it's all like smiley faces and little pictures of sheep it, and stuff, yeah, isn't but it? Yeah, it makes sense. It's like a, of speech bubbles. It is yeah. to cursive, uh, like, uh, and, and like, like, cursive is the official thing, and then what you're doing is like wingdings. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and it needs a pinch of soot and a pinch of salt. No. Which are two things I should have anyway. You do have those, and it's very easy to get soot, especially after some of the fires that were happening. Oh, no. You do find one building where it's very easy to just quietly grab a bit of soot. I uh, do a lot of the drawing and soot. Yeah. And uh, in fact, you can just get a piece of charcoal and you're good <laughs> for, <laughs> for future castings. Um, so as you do so, you kind of focus on it for a moment and hearing the uh dist- the the words of uh the various goblins uh who like as far as you guys are concerned is sort of uh you kind of start mouthing these nonsense seemingly to you nonsense syllables until uh, uh until they seem to resolve in your head into meaning um in particular you hear a couple of uh, goblins who are Kind of, you see that they are down the side of the street. Um, just uh, they, 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 they've just got a bunch of like knuckle, but like sheep knuckle bones, and are tossing them between themselves uh, for just for pebbles. Uh, and you see one of them appear. Yeah, they're they're kind of muttering to each other, but their their words translate into 
What do you think that uh, strange little uh, tiefling thing is doing over there? I do not know. That you lose again. Oh, shit it. <laughs> um, but yeah, you find that you're kind of you, the language, although it's still you can still hear underneath. Uh, trans seems to resolve into meaning in your head at the same time. Cool. It works then. Whatever it was. Yes. What was it? <laughs> All right. Let, let, let's try this. You say something in Elvish, I'll say something in Halfling and see if they can understand this. You smell bad, I say in Elvish. <laughs> so do you. All right. I can't speak it, I can just understand it. That it worked though. Alright, uh... I... say in Halfling, uh... Salutations and greetings at the uh, beginning of the day. Although it sounds like... Right then, night. <laughs> I say to Scamp. Yes. I say to Scamp in English. We can now. I can now say horrible things about Corson, and he won't know what I'm saying. But you will. <laughs> I think you'll guess. And Corson says, "I could say anything about Celestia I wanted to right now." <laughs> You're both bad people. Short ass little git. I say <laughs> in Elvish. <laughs> uh, stuck up bent. <laughs> oh, I love him really. It's okay. Corson <laughs> <laughs> uh, sort of uh, meets Celestia's uh, uh, eyes and sort of grins. <laughs> Celestia laughs. <laughs>, laughs. You um head out of the alleyway and. Just hearing, listening to the uh, to the chatter that goes along, um, uh, scamp. It just it mostly is just day to day discussion. People, uh, goblins talking about the riots that had happened the previous night. The concert people are concerned about what this is going to mean for their community. Uh, quite quite a lot of slurs about humans and halflings and a few about tieflings. Generally about everyone. Uh, there's, there's, you get a sense of resentment uh, here and there. But, well, uh, don't blame them. Uh, but as you uh, step out, you see uh, that there is one uh, goblin who uh, shuffles up uh, uh, in front of you and says, ah, Honoured sirs, uh, honoured sirs and uh, madam, perhaps there is something I can do. And he says in goblin, you shitheads. You're a shithead. Hmm. And you see, you see, hear him say in Goblin, Oh shit, you can understand me. Sissy turns to Scamp and Scamp, you're not usually this rude. What the fuck? Like, ah, and says in Goblin, uh, my, uh, my many apologies. I uh, s- uh, I thought uh, that uh, you were a fool who... Uh, um, please, <laughs> well, how can I make this up to you? Um... I don't know. Ah, Where are oh. we going? What are we doing? Um, I'm sorry, we can't help you. To... You're the only person who can understand <laughs> them. Uh, perhaps uh, I, I can uh, recommend a good place to eat. Uh, perhaps the uh, Vengeful Dragon. Uh, if you sell them that, uh, if you tell them that House sent you, uh, they will be. They will make sure to only put the good rat uh, in, in your food. <laughs> okay. Uh, do we want some good rat? 
That was my objective for the day, personally. Yeah. Cause it. Excellent. Uh, you've been kind of keeping an eye out. Uh, like, you know, you've not been engaged in this. So you notice the three or four goblins quietly moving around you. Eyes on, uh, eyes very much on your, uh, on your, uh, on your backpacks. All right. Um, I, I say to the others as um, surreptitiously, but as clearly as I can, keep a hand on your valuables. I'm we appear look. to be attracting attention. Okay, can now, I look around? Yeah, you can, you can now make a perception check. Yes! Ooh, 15! Um... Nineteen. Sorry, I forgot how to. Yeah, add no. Two. You both now that now that it's been called up, you both see these uh, these uh, four goblins kind of moving into a flanking position. But I would like to use minor illusion to make. Are there four of them? Did you say? Yeah. In turn, by each of them, a really really loud fart noise. So it's going <laughs> announcing exactly where they are. They and just of, pointedly look at them. They all look like ah. Uh, <laughs> Oh, uh, in, in in Joven, uh, many apologies. Uh, we we just want to carry on our way in Goblin. Shit, the Mark saw uh, saw what we were out for. Just just you walk guys up, are just not walk on. Yeah, you really need to get better at that. That was, <laughs> that was a shambles. Uh, uh, Today's please. your lucky day, although it might not seem like it. <laughs> uh, please, uh, we we. Uh, May you have a, a great day and uh, all of the thousand gods be looking after you and the goblin who is obviously trying to distract you while his companions uh, uh, circled up to rob you just pretty much just legs it at this point. I make another fart noise next to him as he leaves. You want to get that stomach looked at, darling? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Any of them that come anywhere near cause and he's just going to look at them like, really? Are we doing this? Really? <laughs> After the very obvious uh, thwarting of that pickpocketing attempt, <laughs> however, the a number of the other goblins kind of keep their pace from you. Uh, most of them, you know, probably aren't sneak thieves. They're, uh, they're but yeah, a number of them are just doing washing uh, and similar. But they living their lives. Yeah, living stuff. their lives. <laughs> however, not being goblins, a lot of eyes are on you. As this is, oh. as there are very few non-goblins here on this particular street. Still, though, uh, are we in like see... the Goblin Ghetto right now? You're you're in Goblin Town, yeah. Hood firmly on as ever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you do find yourselves, however, approaching. Uh, it it is in fact the Vengeful Dragon. Um, it's written in uh, it's written in Haldanic, uh, but I believe Comprehend Languages works on visual language on reading. Yes, I can read for once. Yes. Uh, so, Scamp, you can see that it reads the Vengeful Dragon, although the painting of a vengeful-looking red dragon above it uh, kind of kind of clues you in, really. <laughs> uh, however, uh, but by the side of it, you can see there is a red door slightly down uh, an alleyway off Flat uh, Dragon Street. Um, I'm going to knock on it. Sorry, Flat Duchess Street. That was it, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that was it. There's a small pause. (laughs) The door opens. And you see um, there is a figure behind who looks a lot like these little goblins, uh, but is taller than you, Celestia. Uh... Has a kind of goblins goblin... usually tall? They're not, are they? No, they're normally like a little bit around halfway size. Tiny people, yeah. Uh, but you can see there is a. This one is 
huge. Uh, it has goblin a goblin esque head, but is covered in in sort of light brown fur. Uh, there's even some coming out of its pointed ears, uh, and it is uh, bulky as well. Would Corson know what this is? Make an nature check. Would I? Make an nature check. You, you could actually. Yeah. Yeah. Natural one, but lucky. Fourteen from me. Nine. Nine's your really favourite sh- today. <laughs> yeah, you're not really sure about this, uh, Cousin. Uh, however, uh, Celestia, you have seen one of these before. They're relatively rare. Um, this is a bugbear. Uh, you know that uh, you know from knowing about goblins because they are often traded as slaves. That usually most goblins are small little the small little weedy fast creatures you see, but. If they're under the right circumstances, they will grow into hobgoblins, much taller, more human-like forms. Mm-hmm. But a certain percentage of them will instead turn into these huge, kind of hulking, but weirdly quiet furry monstrosities. Mm-hmm. They're a bit like hobgoblins on steroids. Oh, cool. A drow weird about them at all? Um, they make good slaves. Uh, cool. I'll say to Scamp in Halfling, because I know they'll be able to understand me. Well... It's definitely not a monkey. Where's Jeffrey? <laughs> oh, Jeffrey, there Jeffrey's you are. Jeffrey's on your, on your shoulder, like, just sort of giving this bugbear a weird look. <laughs> the bugbear kind of looks down a little bit and, and narrows his, uh, his little uh, yellow eyes. <laughs> and then says in German, of you anything to eat um yes do you like chocolate Hmm. chocolate is good extends a paw i made some chocolate (laughs) do you obviously do you make the the chocolate like appear in the bowl in front of him uh no i'm gonna turn around and make it appear give me a slight hand check (laughs) really subtly Uh. (laughs) eleven Oh god. Okay. <laughs> really subtly. Kind of hold it out. Mm. Takes the bowl. Takes a good long sip of it. Mm. That is good. Not relinquishing the bowl, he nods down. Okay. Down you go. <laughs> so I need that bowl back. It's got sentimental value. Hmm. Like a persuasion check. <laughs> Uh, 21. He rolls his eyes, drains the last of the chocolate before handing it back. Oh, and Thank licks, you. licks it out with a long pink tongue as well. Okay. Good chocolate. Uh, chocolate is good, yes. Um, I'm going to go down. And you can see there is a set of steps. I assume you don't run the place, do you? Is it you we're looking for? I guard the door. Right, have a nice day. He gives you a nod and steps back into an alcove and you realise, Corzin, you're the only one who notices this, but now that you've seen this alcove, you look down, you can see there are three more alcoves and each one has, completely unseen until you actually step inside, three more bugbears just quietly leaning back in them. Long charcoal, sort of soot covered to make them less obvious knives in their hands. Right, okay. Um, These, uh... Go on. 
No, no, you go. Yeah. He's going to say, This place may not look like it, but they've kitted it out like a fortress. Right, no fucking about then. When do we ever fuck about? I've never fucked about in my life. Never been known. Definitely never ever Um, something we've ever done. One million percent serious every (laughs) second of every fucking day. (laughs) <laughs> you uh, head down the stairs. Do we right? see the bugbears now, everyone, or is it just... Uh, if if Corson has nodded to them, then you can notice them. Yeah, no, Corson They're, they're quite well concealed, but... It's like, uh, he, he'd also uh, say, like, these people mean business, whatever they're doing. Mm, we don't see well, a lot of them. Only seen one or two ever. You make your way down. Uh, I'd and... like to give sweets to all the bugbears as we pass. Oh, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> kind of look at each other for a moment. Reach out a clawed hand, a sort of paw-like hand. Take them. Thank you. Heck, mm. if it's if it's yes. a way to sweeten the uh, the deal, I'm not going to say no. They pop them into their mouth and suck on them as they re- resume their guard duty. Somehow they're less threatening now they've got sweets. I don't know why. <laughs> But somehow I'm like not afraid anymore. <laughs> you know, crunch come from with a, one of the sweets. With a nine, would Corson even know that uh, bugbears are a thing? Uh, like when Celeste, if Celeste calls them bugbears, you kind of think they're like bugbears out loud, yeah. Yeah, you're, like no, you're like you're a bit confused as to what these things are. Like you're thinking some weird species from Haldanos that you've not heard of, and technically you're right in that. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought it was a figure of speech having a bugbear about something, but lo and behold... Oh no, darling, that, that would be a bugbear. Oh. They are a thing. Well, well, I'll be damned. Not met many, but I've not really met any as such. I've seen some. I mean, not to put too fine a point on it, but could it honestly be said that you'd met a halfling before you started speaking to me? Nope. I rest my case. Yep. You awkwardly descend the stairs, uh, which are a set of stone steps leading downwards, lit by candles in small red le- uh, red paper lanterns uh, hanging from the ceiling. As you make your way down, it does actually go down probably a couple of stories, uh, and the steps kind of curl in on themselves and switch back uh, once and then twice before you find yourselves stepping into what looks strangely familiar uh, now to all of you since the since that one point of the dream fold but to you especially Celestia it's as if you've walked into an old kind of mine shaft like one of the ones that the dwarves might uh, might have cut out and this passageway runs along supported by ancient wooden beams um, a short distance but you can see uh, 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 further along where roughly possibly in between where this where the houses or maybe the streets would have been on the on the layers above and you can see that someone has uh, drilled holes into the ceiling and hooked in more of these, uh, well, hooks with more of these red paper lanterns which uh, seem to mark out a path 
going to the right from the passage where you've entered uh, through. Suppose we follow. You continue along the passage and after a minute or so of walking you begin to hear the sounds of muttered conversation uh, coming from for, uh, here and there. This, the passageway goes down, deeper down. You see it branches off in places uh, where just where miners at some point found seams of ore and have long since tapped them out. But the uh, lanterns mark a clear path downwards along this corridor until it opens out suddenly into an expanded circular gallery. Uh, you, again, Celestia, this is something you've seen before because in the course of your travels in the Underdark, you have before been to, um, you know, while, while on, a, on a day trip, as it were, been to a small dwarven settlement before. And you know that uh, one of the things they like to do if they find a large sort of mother load of something valuable is they will mine it out and you are often in a sort of uh, central arched with an arched dome at the top to support the weight but then sort of like a large open space and when they've mined hollowed out an area they will then convert it into housing essentially because why wouldn't you yeah. made a big space yeah. yeah they just cut they cut uh, uh what's the word i'm looking for here terraces down the side to create step uh, step spaces and then just tunnel uh, small rooms and living quarters around the edges of it. At one point, there must have been a settle a small settlement of dwarves here, who presumably mined out the various catacombs that you've just been travelling through. Whatever happened to them, though, you have no idea, because the current population is most definitely not dwarven. Lit by a variety of these paper lanterns or by uh, oil lamps in places which give the place a kind of smoky atmosphere. And you can see here and there there are small braziers of spices being burnt to try and counteract some of the pungent uh, element. Or at least, you know, give it a different kind of flavour of pungence. Hmm. Um, it's actually impressive that this whole place isn't uh, struggling for oxygen, but again you know that dwarves have a long and well-established habit of uh, of cutting good ventilation shafts. Mm. So the, the, the smoke kind of gathers around the top, but leaves as well through other small passages. And you can see that there's definitely enough airflow here to support the easily couple of hundred people who are gathering around. Most of them human. Yes, it's very big. Yeah, there are humans here. There are halflings. There's a few tieflings, some goblins... Uh, all uh, gathered around the central. Mo the majority of spaces in this is a sort of central platform, and it's almost. And you can see small stalls, just wooden stalls, have been set up. Uh, they look almost like a like a farmer's market you would see on the surface, except that there's there's no awnings above to protect from rain because there's no need to. It's more just like um, people have laid out uh, counters and small places where they could put their uh, little push carts full of goods. Uh, there are a number of guards, uh, just individuals uh, in thick clothing with guns or swords or just heavy sticks uh, by the various merchants there, uh, all you know, just wandering around. And you see, a, you see a handful of them moving in a group, presumably as some sort of collective peacekeeping operation to make sure that 
the various thieves and criminals uh, that are doing business here don't just break into too big of a melee. Round the side, you can see that the dwarven homes have been converted into drinking establishments, into places to store and sell illicit goods. There is someone down here. There is there is one place in particular where you can see there is an old dwarven forge, which is actually being used as such. Uh, although the inhabitant isn't a dwarf, they're a human, and they are just turning out uh, small, just small flintlocks or concealed blades for sale. Uh, all manner of things, which again is quite near the ventilation shafts for obvious reasons. Mm. Uh, and there are small, just banners hung and, and, and like uh, uh, the little little uh, buntings and such hung from the ceiling to give this place more of just more color, mm. as well as a large central lamp uh, that illuminates it. A couple of people look up uh, upon your arrival, but then after sort of pegging you. Pay no f real further attention. There are, yeah, there are a number of uh, a number of shops around. There, there is a large, there is a bazaar of sorts in the centre, as the uh, name the Smuggler's Bazaar indicates. If you wanted, you could buy things, try and sell things, maybe get a drink. All right, oh. I'm gonna see uh, if I can sell either. The small pinch of uh, pixie dust that I have. Oh, this seems like the place for that. Mm. Yeah. Or the uh, vial of undead beetles. Ooh. Give me an investigation check. Alright. Natural one, but lucky. <laughs> God damn it. Um. Investigation. Oh, six. Oh, okay. Um, although you attract a few interested, sort of raised eyebrows as uh, from the uh, vial full of beetles, uh, no one down here seems to have a particular need for vials of beetles. Seems like a bit more of a specialist item, at least at least talking around the various uh, uh, traders in the centre. Uh, there is one fellow who is intrigued by the pixie dust, and uh, 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 and uh, you can see he's a tiefling uh, with uh, blue skin uh, and what look like... Uh, uh, and... His horns are interesting. They're almost sort of very flat to his skull, like almost like two raised ridges. Okay. Um, um, uh, rather than obvious horns. If he's interested in the pixie dust, does he have an intact septum? Ah. <laughs> uh... <laughs> As far as you can tell, he doesn't. Uh, it's something he, that Corson would be out looking out for. <laughs> uh, he does actually. I mean, he has a septum piercing. Okay, fair. Uh, with the little, with the little, uh, the little gold bar. Oh, right, so he looks like a. F no, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> um, <laughs> he resists the urge to say this in front of him. Uh, <laughs> no, that's. Mm, 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 mm. What? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's the thing about. Um, thing, I, I, 
I, I grew up in a, uh, a, a farming community. I wasn't a farmer myself, but every time I see a septal piercing, all I can think of is hogs. Yeah, right. I always thought they looked quite good. Quite like them. <laughs> I did not grow up in a farming community, though. But do you know what they were there actually for? It's to stop them from rooting around in the ground. Well, they look I pretty. I it was to lead them by. I mean, yeah, you can do that as well. Although, have you ever tried, actually... Do you know how uh, how strong uh, a, a full-grown boar actually is? Yeah, but nope. that's a really sensitive bit of flesh. Hmm. Gross. Well, if you're done commenting upon my nose piercing... Uh, I think it looks lovely. Nice. You look great. Thank you. I I think so, too. Although it has to be said, the piercing wasn't actually my choice. Uh, incident when I was a child. Let's just what? let's just say you always pay your debts to Bull. He shudders a little bit. But you know, uh, Bull. He's a right. tiefling, big ho- big bull horns. Oh, this is becoming very clear. I do right. apologize. Uh, I paid them off eventually, and it now it still looks great. I'm hey, really I got to, it. I got to get some pier- I got to get a nice piercing to fill the hole. Mm. Um. But anyway, uh, I've heard of the same thing happen on uh, on ships when people get half their ears shot off. <laughs> anyway, do you mind if I try a small pinch of that dust and uh, just for, just to see? I take a small pinch out and okay. you place divide it the in tiny pinch into two. Snorts up one nostril, kind of wincing a little bit, rubs a little into his gums. Now that is the real stuff, uh, I give you 40. 50. Make a persuasion check. <laughs> I just wanted to shout numbers. No, no seriously, <laughs> That's this is nine. high quality stuff. You're, you're, you're not going to be disappointed. We did actually see the pixie die. That did happen. No, we had to okay, go that, and get my, it ourselves. That, uh, okay, I appreciate that. Might be interesting for some people. I don't really care where you got it from. Uh, but uh, 40. How about we. No, no, 40. 40 is what I go for. 40 Gotha. You drive a hard bargain, sir. But. Uh, I can see that you are a, um, a connoisseur. So, if we were to call this uh, 45, maybe, I think I could see my way uh, clearer to that. Uh, I'm happy to make a persuasion check if I need to. Please do. (laughs) (laughs) Such promising sound. Sounds really good. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, that's freaky. Yes, it was a three. Really? That was the stupidest number that wasn't a one I could think of. He uh, wiggles his nose a bit and his little nose bar uh, wiggling (laughs) in the process. No, 40. Not so much as a copperhead. (sighs) Okay, um, if everyone's happy with this, uh, uh, Coulson is going to hand over the the merchandise. Okay, takes the pixie dust from you. For the uh, Beatles, not really of interest to me, but you know, that sort of weird stuff. 
He could always try Scrimshaw. And he nods over to one of the uh, uh, the kind of little dwarf uh, house, uh, dwarf houses, which has a uh, sort of brown and green beaded curtain in front of it. So um, I assume that we're waiting until we get to the actual bizarre bits to sell jewelry properly. I mean, this is the bazaar, as it were. This this sort of collection in the middle. So All you right. Can't, uh, um, so well, I mean, I have a few things I want to do here because it looks fun. Hmm. I want to try and sell jewellery. Not jewellery, treasure, sorry. It's specified to be treasure. Um, And I also would like to look for fire eaters' supplies because Celestia now likes breathing fire and I'd like to get some sort of kit for it. Oh, nice. And I would also like... This looks like a bad idea. (laughs) I'm so for it. (laughs) Um, And I would also like to get any of the weirdest drinks and intoxicants I can find really weird stuff give me an investigation check okay Cool. I really want this to be good oh it's not good <laughs> seven okay um, as far as the tr- okay so with regards to the fire eaters kit um, would paraffin even exist at this point uh, yeah, well, it uh, uh, high, high proof lamp oil does. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Like high, high purity lamp oil exists, and you can get um, that at like a, sil- a silver piece at a, 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 a you know for a pint. Right. Um, you probably get like a fair amount. Yeah. So there's like you can get a lot of that stuff uh, very easily. Like um, I'll say that while practicing. Uh, you probably go through a pint, you know, a pint of the stuff a day. Um, so, if you're willing to spend, we'll say that you know it could take you up to a month conceivably to uh, yeah. train yourself on this. So, uh, three gold pieces for for training amounts. I will do that. And then each, uh, uh, and then each pint basically gives you like ten breaths worth. Okay. So feel Can free to Can I spend like? Like four gold on yeah, that? Yeah, you get 40 pints. Uh, I'm going to assume that when you're staying at places, you often store the many bottles somewhere rather than dragging them all with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. yeah. If, if that's, um, like, conceivable. Yeah. Um, I need a few things as well if we're shopping. Okay, uh, I'll get to some of the other stuff. Cool. Uh, <clears throat> weird intoxicants. Um... It just seems to not be the right day. People keep talking about uh, the like it's the you know, like ah oh, you should you know, ah you should be here when Garnet's in town. But uh, you know she always has the most interesting things. But she's out of town at the moment. Oh, bugger, that's a shame. Yeah. Um, uh, and yeah, annoyingly you 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 can get opium. You can. I have you know, loads of opium. Yeah, you can get opium. <laughs> you can get. Uh, you know, non. Uh, you you can get tobacco and alcohol that hasn't paid the duties, that sort of thing. Well, I'll do a bit stuff. of that because I would. I yeah. think. Um, how much tobacco and alcohol would you be interested in? Like, there's um, you can get some off. You know, there's a variety of off-brand. Uh, what's the weirdest alcohol I can find? Uh, with the seven, annoyingly, you can't really get um, anything like gnomish brandy. That again, people are like, ah, you should again. Garnet often has a. King hell, this garnet person. Yeah. Um, but uh, the you do find you do find 
uh, something which is colloquially called Witch's Brew. Uh, yes, I'm fucking having um, that. Amazing. It's green. Oh boy. <laughs> it's like a sort of clear green. There are obviously herbs floating in it. You can't quite tell what those herbs are. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking amazing. Uh, And, you know... Maybe perhaps medicinal herbs. I'm sure, yeah. Let's say they're medicinal and uh, call it that. Regardless, I could sell you this bottle for a gold piece. Yeah, fuck it. Go on then. Oh, okay, sure. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> takes the gold. It's a little surprised that you're paying that much and passes it over. over. <laughs> okay, you have Witch's Brew. I'm very excited. Is there I... anyone around here who might be interested in purchasing a Widow's Tear flower, as it's probably not native to this region and would be of um, possible value or significance to someone? Give me a quick investigation check, and then we'll go to Scamp. Uh, uh, regards, to sorry, treasure. there's also selling treasure, which I'll get to as well. Yeah, yeah, we all got to do that. I think we're probably doing that. So yeah. we do it at the end when we've all done yeah. our little separate weird stuff as well. Oh heck, investigation! That's a nineteen. Uh you do actually find there is uh, a an alchemist slash apothecary. Uh, they do both. Uh, in the bazaar, uh, who is in, tr- who is actually quite quite happy to see uh, some widow's tears, um, just for the variety. They'll you know they're they're willing to offer you five silver pieces for the single flower. It's not a magical flower, uh, but it uh, but they, they they do like collecting rare flowers. By this point, it's kind of dried out and pressed rather than right, fresh flower. Yeah. Uh, they also uh are willing they, they also uh, by the way this uh, lady is also a tiefling uh-huh. um she has a r- kind of rust orange skin mm-hmm. uh and you can see that um she has one uh kind of a one horn which is just uh like a straight up spike uh but the other horn is broken off ah okay yeah Mm. um and uh she introduces herself as a um oh now that is very interesting uh uh, uh welcome to my shop by the way uh she actually has one of the shop shops as well uh, I am Tarnish, uh, and yes, I'll give you uh, five silver for that. Uh, by the way, uh, if there is anything, uh, if there is anything that you are looking to get from uh, my shop, uh, I do have a variety. Uh, eh, I mostly do poisons, but I also do a few useful little uh, uh, preparations and such as you might need. Well, the poisons might be of interest to me, however. Would you be willing to go for a, a perhaps a part exchange for this uh, flower here? I have a, uh, a a healer's kit that I uh, would be interested in uh, restocking. Ah, you need the replenishing. Okay, let's. Yeah. That, yes, it's fine. I am happy to do that. So, in exchange for the uh, flower, she restocks your healer's kit back up to full. Okay, the healer's kit uh, full being ten, ten doses. Ten. Right, yeah. fine. Cool. Nope, happy with that. 
But uh, is, uh, is, there, is there anything else I can help you with now? You mentioned you had some poisons. What oh, yes. sort of poisons might you have? Well, um, a bit of fair warning, she says, looking at your at your flintlocks and uh, carbine and so on. I'm aware that that's not for um, for, for ranged stuff. Uh, like Good. this uh, is up close and personal type things. Okay, so we've got the that's that is something uh, um, perhaps I can help with. Uh, so I've got a few things. So you're looking for uh, more of like a stabbingy type uh, poison than say something you know like a uh, more like a venom than actually poisoning someone because I have some of that as well. Well, as I understand it, poison in the traditional sense, has to be ingested, whereas venom mm-hmm. is injected. Uh, quite. So I have some of that. I also have some of that. I've got a few things which work when you burn them, uh, and then there's some st- kind of nasty stuff which works just if you touch it with skin. What's that sort of stuff like? Well, the uh, stuff which works if you touch it, that's kind of nasty. Uh, we got this... Uh, that one's quite expensive. It's... Uh, it's actually an alchemical uh, to- uh, toxin that's uh, preserved from a particular type of creature, uh, and those uh, just uh, if you, if someone touches it and they uh, 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 directly with their skin, then they may well just be paralyzed. Usually for about a minute or so. Would it be anything like this? And he produces the last dose of cockatrice venom that he has. She kind of inspects it and asks you about it. No, no, that is uh, more of a... uh, That literally petrifies. This just uh, causes someone, all of their muscles to seize up. It's a neurotoxin, then. Yes, more of like that. Uh, Doesn't paralyze for long enough to kill from lack of breathing, Mm. but uh, will cause someone to freeze up long enough and, well, it's good to get away or, you know... And she makes a slitting motion across her throat. Understood. Uh, the or if you know that's not what you're after, I do have the um, a, a, an oil I produce, which um, if they uh, which uh, if rubbed into the skin or again you know if you accidentally touch it with your hand or similar, uh, can is very good at subduing people. Just you know, out like a baby. Uh, obviously, any sharp shocks or injuries might wake them up. Is that similar to the type of uh, poison that the, um, well, uh, people like my colleague might use, and he indicates Celestia? Uh, not dissimilar. I have heard, heard of that, and... Uh, Celestia, I, I'm going to assume, is just looking at a store yeah, yeah. over somewhere. Uh, and I do actually have some of those. Uh, they're a little bit difficult to get uh, hold of, uh, because you need to, to extra- because there's a specific type of spider you have to milk the venom from. Mm. But uh, I do have some of that as well. And yes, it's a similar... Uh, it's actually a concentrated version of that. How much would that set me back? Uh, the uh, the classic spider venom or the oil version? The uh, venom. Okay, so if you're looking for the venom, that uh, is... You're looking at about uh, 20 gold uh, crowns per dose. Hmm, interesting. Uh, with the oil, uh, that's more concentrated, so that you're looking at forty per dose. Right. I think I'll take uh, uh, two of the venom. Thank you. Mm-hmm. She takes. Uh, 
produces a small, uh, a pair of tiny, tiny little vials. Okay. I shall take that 40 gold off. With like little eyedroppers that you can squeeze out. <laughs> okay. So, drow poison. Yay! <laughs> Indeed. Um, I'll cover... Yeah, so I'll cover Scamp and then go to selling treasure. Yeah, I feel like we'd do that as a group. So, uh, Scamp, what are you looking for? Uh, Jade Dust. Jade Dust. Okay, roll me an investigation check. Oh, dear. Ten. (laughs) Fucking hell. We are not rolling well today, guys. Okay. Um, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to be very blunt here. What spell is this based off? Um, This is Magic Mouth. Cool, thank you. Just so I can so so I can uh, work out how much may or may not be available. Uh, okay, so looking at the, uh, got it. Uh, you kind of uh, you do a little bit of searching around, and actually, yeah, there are an, there there is uh, someone who specialises in selling stolen buy and selling stolen jewellery. Which um, for the few remaining pieces of jewellery you have in your collection, uh, is actually quite useful for selling some of the stuff off. Mm. Uh, they do have, they do have, uh, at least one, they do have one jade necklace, uh, which you could grind down into the necessary pieces, into the necessary dust with a bit of time and, and, a, and a mortar and pestle. Um, I'd say with, with Celestia and Scamp both talk, discussing buying and selling these things, can I have one of you give me a persuasion check? Oh, me please. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, twenty-five. Okay. The uh, the uh, uh, you you haggle pretty extensively over the necklace, uh, getting the down. Is that twenty-five? Yeah. Yeah, getting that price down to sixty uh, gold cra- uh, sixty gold crowns for the necklace. Um, Scamp, you judge there would be there are enough. There are ten jade stones on there, which would allow which could be crushed into enough for. Ten castings of the magic mouth. Lovely. Nice. Um, the uh, as for your for for the treasure you have again. A lot of what you have is more like old antiquaries and stuff, but they are willing to buy. Uh, they're willing to buy up to four hundred gold crowns of it, mm-hmm. but. At thieves' rates, so they so they they'd be willing to pay you a total of two hundred and forty gold for four hundred golds worth of goods, because this is kind of with twenty five persuasion. Um, with a twi- well, the base rate for this is forty percent. So, but with a twenty five percent, okay, yeah, maybe that would probably go. They they might be willing to offer you seventy five percent, like three hundred for four. Four would have a market value of four hundred. Something that's a weight. Part of the problem with like you know places like this, um, and what is kind of weirdly uh, intense music there uh, <laughs> for for the shopping episode. Uh, <laughs> the um, one of the but yeah, like it's. Even as mu- as good an argument as you make, you're not able to get as you're not able to get market price on these here. Um, Gunter was a collector mm-hmm. who was willing to buy at those rates, but it's pretty hard to offload a large amount of you I'm know keep rare mine, goods. I think. Yeah, the uh, yeah. 
the the gems uh, the the jewelry dealer uh, it sort of shrugs and says, "Well, if you are looking, that is a lot of uh, interesting stuff, but I do not have that many buyers who would uh, necessarily be willing to buy it all at once." I suppose you could always uh, talk to Scrimmage if you want to try and uh, offload it at once, but uh, you probably won't get gold for it. Okay, what's Scrimmage got? Ah, you're new to town? Yes, um, we only got here out of character. It was yesterday, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, it's literally we yesterday. We only got here yesterday. Uh, After the riot started. Yes. <laughs> rough time to get into town. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was a lot. Uh, not Scrimmage, Scrimshaw. Uh, well, uh, trying uh, Scrimshaw, Old Mother Scrimshaw, she uh, collects a lot of weird stuff. Uh, she likes to get, uh, and she likes uh, interesting things, but uh, between, uh, well, <laughs> between us, uh, she's also uh, less an old gossip and uh, more of someone who trades in secrets. I mean, she sounds both terrifying and like enormous fun, and I think I want to meet her. There's well, if you, if according to rumor, there's a uh, lot of people in uh, higher places who owe favors to her, uh, or that she's got, uh, you know, uh, knowledge about uh, who's sleeping with who and could uh, ruin the right sort of marriages, that sort of thing. Wow, let's go and talk to her. Anyone up for this? I'm up for this. Yeah. <laughs> also terrified. I mean, yes, but fun. Come on. I mean, okay. I've no stake in it, so fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You head uh, over to the shop with the brown and green beaded curtain. Oh, Jason, sorry. Just yes? before we move on. The drow poison... Would causing, uh, sorry, this is a mechanics question, really. No, no, but, go for it. But um, would causing know how potent it is, i.e., what the um, uh, the DC would be? For yeah, sorry, I'll just give you the DC of this. So the DC is thirteen. To, right. uh, is it, it's a DC thirteen Constitution saving throw. Right. Uh, or be poisoned for one hour. Right. If the saving throw fails by five or more, also unconscious while poisoned in this way. Right, okay, cool. So on someone like Celestia, yeah. it would be amazing. The creature wakes up if it takes damage, or if another creature takes an action to shake it awake. Cool. Don't no, take Connor's as your dump stack, kids. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that, you know, like, there's, there's an argument to be made for that, but there's also an argument to be made. Don't take wisdom as your dump stat. Don't take charisma as your dump stat. <laughs> Don't take strength as your dump stat. Very true. <laughs> Yeah. So, you head on to the one shop with the brown and green beaded curtain. As you brush it aside and step in, there's a sort of clattering of the beads behind you. And you find yourself in a... Well, it's actually a little larger on the inside than it looks from the outside. This might be one of the better little shops here. Um, but it is full of shelves drilled into uh, wooden shelves drilled into the stone, just completely packed with bric-a-brac, 
there are small collection, perfect collections of china. There are dolls uh, just racked up on one shelf. There are what seem to be a series of bells that have been arranged. Uh, there are a number of stuffed animals in one corner. Uh, there are silks, bolts of cloth, uh, curious little uh, dress uh, dresses piled up. It's like the weirdest charity shop you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, and it is lit by a uh, lantern, uh, an oil uh, by what looks like an oil lantern in one of those uh, kind of paper lantern covers. This one in green mm. in the center, which gives the whole place a kind of dim feeling. There is this scent of incense burning from somewhere as well. Uh, at the back of this uh, shop, this just sort of panoply of junk and curiosities, you can see there is uh, what seems to be late middle-aged, maybe just straight up, um, you know, kind of verging into elderly woman. Uh, She, uh, you know, sort of human lady with, and you can see she's kind of got her hands tented together and is peering as you enter. She has deep uh, sort of ebony brown skin, like not uh, not the charcoal kind of skin of drow, but like real people, human brown bra- skin, yeah, yeah, sort of deep brown skin, which is wrinkled with age. Uh, she has her fingernails are long and kind of that sort of blackened you get from uh, maybe some possibly getting caught in the cold long long ago mm. or some sort of damage. She has black hair with... Actually, it's less black hair now. It's more greyish hair with occasional black and white streaks in long dreadlocks that run down over her shoulders. She has a bright green and yellow shawl with a sort of repeating triangle pattern over a baggy dark green and brown dress. And you can see her fingers are just uh, dripping with rings, some in gold some in silver and copper, even wood, some valuable, some worthless. Her wrists seem weighted down by a panoply of bracelets and bangles. And beneath a heavy brow with kind of grey eyebrows, two gleaming green eyes look up at you. So... Who has come to bargain with old Mother Scrimshaw? Celestia Stardust, nice to meet you. I put a hand out. She slowly Hello. extends her hand and clutches yours just a little bit too long before letting it go. Horace and Jorge, nice to meet you. Hmm. You are... An interesting trio. You've got an interesting shop. Well, I like to think so. Mm-hmm. We've heard you like collecting things. We've got some things. Would you like a look? Of course. Please, put them on the table. She gestures to the uh, sort of shop bar in front of I imagine of it her. takes a good few minutes to put out all the treasure we have yeah. on the table. We have a lot <laughs> between us. Yeah. Kind of picks them up as you put them out, runs them through her fingers, turns them up and down, 
peers inside these sort of ancient uh, urns and crockery and wares. Kind of, you see at one point she just sniffs one. Interesting. Well, you most certainly do have my intrigue. But I do not deal in gold. What would you be looking for as a price for these intriguing trinkets? What do you normally deal in? I deal in usually three things. I deal in secrets. I am always interested in buying secrets and I have secrets to sell. If you want to know a thing, maybe I know it. Maybe I tell you the details. I deal in favours. People owe uh-huh. me favours and maybe I trade those favours to people so they can call them in, get things done when they need them. And I deal in problems. I like to, I can solve problems or for the right price, I make problems. You don't know someone called Olga, do you? <laughs> Is there any reaction? Make an insight any. check. Can yeah, I? I'm making an insight <laughs> check. All right, you can all make an insight check. Uh, oh, not great. 13. 13? Um, oh, no, 14. She is very hard to read. But doesn't respond to it. Olga. Uh, there are a number of Olgas. It's a Midmirish name, is it not? No idea. Sounds it, doesn't it? Indeed. So... What do you need? Or perhaps you would uh, simply prefer to have some favours that you could call in. What kind of favour are we talking? Oh, and she kind of twiddles the different rings on her fingers as she talks. It depends. Some favours are cheap. And she twiddles some of the, the one of the little wooden rings on her fingers some they are from people who might be considered misfortunate who are not well placed but they can be useful if you want someone to cook and clean and serve you for a week or perhaps you need them to go fetch a thing for you or listen she goes to one of the copper rings Some are from those who are not so well ranked. Perhaps you need an officer, well, maybe not an officer, but a common guardsman to look the other way, or to make sure that uh, someone does not uh, get into the wrong streets at the wrong time. She touches the silver and gold rings. And some... Some are from people who are well-placed indeed. 
Maybe you need a rich banker to offer you good terms on a loan, or forgive a debt. Or maybe you need a bishop to say the right words to the cardinal. It is all about how you use favours and how you use secrets. How do we know you're not just a random scary old woman? Reputation. (laughs) Ask around. Everyone knows Scrimshaw. Everyone knows it is wise to fear old mother Scrimshaw. And they know that her word is her bond. I have never broken a bargain. Right. Well, that's horrifyingly familiar. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. I'm going to do an insert check and see if she's a hag. Go for it. I mean, she's definitely a hag. She's got to be a hag. Oh, God, no, I'm not. Um, That's a four. She's hard to read. Fucking hell. Um, Can I do an insert check? Yeah, okay, you can. Seven, for all that was worth. (laughs) Can I specifically try and tell if she's Olga? Oh, you can specifically, yeah, yeah. Go on, make a make an insight check to see if she's if she's Olga. Uh, <laughs> Twelve. Oh, I don't want to just keep throwing dice rolls at. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, like, I'll give you advantage, but like to to the yes no question of is she Olga because you're familiar with Olga. Oh, it's a fifteen. <laughs> you're reasonably sure that she's not Olga, <laughs> but she might be a hag. Um, I'm just assuming she is. <laughs> It's the safest thing to do. <laughs> Until proven otherwise, assume everyone's a hag. Jump balls of that! Definitely. Who <laughs> <And> you? <sighs> Those kids selling the papers. <laughs> Definitely. You don't, um... There are two things I'd potentially be interested in, but I don't know if either of them are something you'll have access to. Hmm. Let us see. Okay. First one, the ship, the Scarlet Wind, um, also known as the Hesperidia. Hmm. I'd like to know if it's on its way anywhere, what it's goal might be because the journey is starting to feel not random and I'm wondering what its objective is Hmm. the second thing I could potentially be interested in is um, only to be discussed if you have any contacts down in Utu and uh, the Underdark these are things I am willing to discuss Okay. So, you wish to know the current goals and position of the... I know the position. Very well. So you wish to know where it is going, when it will leave, 
yeah. what its goals are. Yes. Hmm. Um, I suppose I'll say both things and you can say if you can do either of them and then we'll go from there. Very well. The other thing is, if there were ever a chance that I ended up in a two, down below, I would like a way out to be in place. Ah. Interesting. That is a thing that could be arranged. A way out of a specific place. Hmm. She reaches her long beringed fingers under the desk and produces a scrip of paper and a small, uh, just a small stick of charcoal. Folds the charcoal into the paper and passes it to you across the desk. I write down where it is. You, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she closes I it. I don't um, show it to you. Closes it. Slips it into her robes. Preferably for myself and potentially um... your companions? Yeah, potentially if hmm. they were also stuck. It's a loss, I know. It is. It is not undoable, but that, she gestures to the objects in front of her, may be more than just this. Is that all of our stuff? She's gesturing, yeah, she's gesturing to all of the, 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 the stuff in front, in front of her. I thought it might be steep, but I thought it was worth asking. It might be beyond my price range right now. Oh, I am willing to take credit. Mm, yeah, from I'm not someone sure I'm willing to give you. credit. Well... That is all right. I think relying on credit is a bad habit to get into. Hmm. So, well, she gestures to her. She, she kind of flexes her fingers and the various rings on them. There are many who are willing to, who know that uh, my credit is good. But I understand. With regards to the Hesperidia, that is a secret that will cost you and she takes the, puts her hand in the middle of the uh, collection of valuables and just slides them so it's clear she's marking out half of them. Half of everybody's? Because uh, there's three lots of treasure here. Give me the total value of the treasure. Um, mine is 270 gold. I don't know how much other people still have. Um, I am not I've got, certain. I've got 400 gold of stuff. Okay, so... I think... So that's 400 from you, 200... I guess it's probably not half of it. Because uh, I do have a mental price range. And I'm assuming... Based I'm on assuming you're standing by the first one, though. Yeah. That's uh, fair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but based on the... Uh, what... Okay, so based on Celestia... Uh, so uh, based on that, I'm going to assume that... Uh, Causing you also have about 400 worth of treasure. Yeah, roughly. You to sell I have less yours. because I spent stuff on... Okay. Collectively, else, you so have, have one thousand and seventy gold pieces worth of treasure. Okay. Okay. Uh, in which case, do that a different way. Then she comes about a, probably a, it would be for the one where the test really about a fifth. Then she okay. and slides about a fifth of it off to one side. Um. So that's like two hundred. Yeah, yeah. It's about. It's a, It's a, It's Just around two hundred for me. 
The what was the second thing you were looking for? Oh no, those, oh, no, so those, those were, were the two things. The two things. Yeah. Good, good. I thought um, you meant a second relating yeah, to. Yeah, I two. frankly assumed that the uh, the other one might be a little out of my price range, but I mm. thought it was worth. She looks down at what you have. Not too far out. The difference could be made up with. She kind of twiddles the uh, copper rings in her fingers. Maybe three small favors. Not uh, not very tiny favors, but small enough. Perhaps of equivalent value to, let's say, hmm, what are your skills? Um, I'm I'm a good tracker and hunter, and I am a ship, well, a former ship surgeon. I'm Hmm. good at singing, um, magic, Hmm. quite, quite a good talker. Well, I'm a child. <laughs> you also have more uh, arcane knowledge and ability than either of the two of us put together, and he gestures to himself and Celestia. Thank I you. Say knowledge. That secret will go towards the credit. I give Corzin a look. <laughs> Corzin gives you a look right back, like, are you seriously going to deny this? They can shoot fireballs out of their hands. Can you do yes, that? Yes, but this wasn't information they volunteered themselves, so you shouldn't have said it. Mm. Respect somebody's wishes. Causing shrugs. Still, though, that could be worth something. If you will tell me the nature of your skill, we will. I would discount one of the one of those three favors. Let me get this right before they offer any information to you. For the big thing, indeed, you would be asking for this entire table worth of treasure and also three favors. Have I got that right? For a secure way out of the location you have given me. Oh yes, that seems fair, but it's not mine to give. So. We're not making that deal. The favours could all come from you, or they could come from. No, I mean, not all of that on the table is mine. Ah. So I. Well, I. Say no to that for now. Corson says, no, have it. What? I do have other things. And he uh, fixes you with a, a very meaningful and pointed look and says. We are all getting out of this together, or none of us are getting out of this. I mean, this is, you know, a a safety to put in place in case. I hope it never happens, but... Uh I I agree with you. But I don't want to taking your, your valuable shit for a problem that I've created. We're at the point, Celestia, where 
Your problems are mine, mine are yours, and scamps are ours. Is this a problem you think is likely to come up? Um... To be perfectly honest, I can't tell, but I'd rather not take the chance at this point. It's a lot of money, darling. Like, if it was just mine, I'd be like, yeah, sure, but, you know, you've got things that you need money for. Yes, I do, but there's always the potential to get more money. You can always get more money so long as you're alive. You see, mm. you see where I'm coming from? Yeah. And I'm, I've no doubt that we will. But right here and right now, this is the most pressing thing we have to deal with. You can always get more money, so long as you're alive. I mean, it's not pressing now. Yeah, it... I'd say we've got multiple people trying to kill us. I mean, it, it might never happen if we're lucky. True, that's if we thing. are lucky, but that that's, that's as maybe. And also, maybe we should maybe we should spend less money and find out about the ship that's more immediately important. You mean the ship that we're going to be uh, getting passage on, or no, the Hesperia? Right. Well, yes, I agree. the uh, The Hesperia is the uh, the ship. We should I mean, it's be more immediate. It was I just saw an opportunity for maybe a safety to be put in place, and thought I'd ask about it. Um, Quite, but if yeah. but if this money gets spent, it's a group decision. It's it's not mine to make. Yeah, completely. I mean, we might as well take out insurance against head, hag bargains at this point. There's plenty of things that are trying to get us dead. Exactly. True. So girls. this one doesn't feel the most pressing. We're running head first at the other one. Not pressing, but if we um, get in there, we'll, we, I don't know how we'll get out. One problem at a time. Right. We do not have to trade for this. I am perfectly willing to take uh, <coughs> this much, and she gestures to the 200 golds worth of uh, various things for the information about the Hesperidia you seek. For the rest, as I say, there are favors from others that are uh, at my disposal to trade to you. Other secrets, should you wish to come back and trade for them at a later date. Or if, uh, if you see anything around my shop that you might be interested in, I may be willing to relinquish some of it in exchange for what you have. Oh, stuff! I start looking around the shop. I'm going to have a look around as well. Give me an investigation. Give me investigation checks. Yeah, I'll look around as well. Whatever. There's a lot of weird shit. Oh, 17? 16. Okay. 11. 16 and 17. And 11. Okay. Uh, all right, we'll cover the 11 first. Uh, so, let me see. Okay. Uh, with the 11, uh, you've... Uh, causing, 
uh, you find a uh, curious little box which has uh, a selection which has three musket balls well balls inside uh, they're small enough they're, they're about a right height size to fit your carbine uh-huh. uh, you notice that they seem to be covered in small markings uh, which, which seem to be highlighted in silver the uh, uh, the yes there we go uh, so the in uh, uh, as you kind of peer over it uh, uh, Scrimshaw, uh, old mother Scrimshaw gets up and kind of moves quietly over towards you very quietly doesn't make a lot of sound when she moves despite apart from just a little sort of clinking and clanking of various bangles those are interesting they are curious little uh, balls you need to load them specially but uh, they each have a small thing that was that was melted into them when they were cast by a very curious halfling when they strike their target the things inside come free and will do their best to hold down whoever they strike. Oh. I would be willing to trade for these. How much? She looks at the case of three balls and the various treasures that are gathered together let us say and she wanders over and sort of pulls aside uh basically about for convenience we'll say uh 300 golds worth of the uh, of the uh objects okay curiosities so we've got like half down now yeah is what she would be willing to buy, sell those at. Okay. Um, so how much exactly, sorry? So at this point, it's uh, basically 500 gold pieces worth of treasure that she's earmarked. Okay, that's more than you have. But no, it's 200 for the secrets. Oh, okay. Cool. 300 for the, uh, for, for the uh, musket uh, bullets. Okay. Then it was a 16 to 17 from Celestian Scamp. So Scamp... Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure about the secrets yet, by the way. Okay. Still mulling. I yeah, haven't she's made the deal. Well, moving them into different piles. Um, she sort of moves over and peers at... Uh, uh, and you see, you find uh, what appears to be a small music box. Or actually, no, looking at it, it's a jack-in-the-box. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen these before. They're scary. Oh no, they're harmless fun. No, they they're are scary. scary. They're terrifying. They're the worst. They're thing nightmare ever. fuel. Just mm. wait. Are they the ones with? Is the thing inside kind of uh, painted like a clown? Um, as you, as you go to turn it uh, to find uh, to find out, uh, Scrimshaw moves quickly over and <laughs> slams her hand 
uh, on the box. Do not well, open that until you are until it is ready for use. What does it do? Yeah, what does it do? A curious little gnome found a way to seal away an hour of the sun's light within a box. Oh. <gasps> so is it like one of those light globes? Only for oh, an hour's worth, but yes. Like this thing. I've got my glowstone out my back. But far more, but far brighter. Perhaps it... Like uh, you get in a solarium sort of thing. Indeed. And it is true daylight as well. Clever. Oh, right. Which may well be useful. I mean, I'd always known this academically, but it, the gnomes are fiendishly clever people when they want to be. Oh, yes. They can be. And they always make such interesting bargains. For this one, hmm, let us say, and she again carves out a pile of roughly 300 golds worth of uh, various items. So we're at 800 now. Let's let's do it in terms of how much this would be each. Yeah. Because that makes much more sense. You two had okay. 400, I had 270. If I buy the secrets about the boat, I have spent 200. This doing it as a pile is just confusing me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, okay. let's say we've made three piles and say yeah. how much of each pile it is. Okay, so we've got 200, like... 400, and 400. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, currently she's. Well, uh, this, oh. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Celestia, so 200 of your 270, Scamp and Causing, 300 of your 400. Uh-huh. I don't know if I want daylight. She shrugs. Yeah, not not really. Unless shadows. Yeah. Up to you, darling. There's a lot that, of it up can, here. How often can you use it? Just the once. It will Ugh. burn for an hour. What happens if you open it outside? Then you will get a very bright time, but perhaps it is not the best use, you know? Well, how much space does it light up? Mm, she kind of gestures at, out to the uh, bazaar out there and sort of gestures about that much with full brightness and then beyond. And she basically describes a 60-foot radius of bright light and, a 60 ra- and then a further 60 feet beyond that of dim light. Oh. However, I am aware that this is not always of what uh, of interest. That, however, may well be. And she gestures over to Celestia. You found um, what appears to be a very, very fine cloak of gossamer thin purple silk mm-hmm. uh, it's just big enough to uh, for someone your size to wear mm-hmm. someone sm- smaller could wear it as well now that one was from the same gnome woven of uh, just the finest threads of dream cloth but give it but the dream was a strange one 
They dream of concealing oneself away, but always in the course of time being found. It is not a true cloak of those types, for it cannot last longer than a single dream. But if worn, then for the length of that dream, so long as you can continue to dream it, it will hide you from all sight. For how long? Well, I find that it is difficult to maintain concentration on a dream for more than an hour. Mm. So, up to an hour. And just the once? Just the once. The fabric is fragile and it is the na- and not much dream cloth was used in it. It will only last the once. I have one more thing I'd like to ask you about, mm-hmm. potentially. Um, I could potentially be in the market for dirt on someone, um, something useful, hmm. preferably something blackmail worthy. She slides you another piece of paper with a bit of charcoal. I write it down again out of you, the other two, and give it back to her. She takes it in her hands, open it, glances it, looks down. Dirt on who? That is interesting. Not the elder, but the younger. Hmm. I mean, At I this... could be in the market for something on the elder as well, but she seemed the most... Um... Indeed. At this time, I do not have a thing. But it is something I could look into. Perhaps if you are willing to provide a small fee, she slides the remaining sort of of your portion, the remaining 70 gold pieces worth of uh, of, uh, goods to one side. Uh, then I would be willing to send feelers out to find what I can, and we can discuss uh, payment at a future date depending on the value of the information. If I cannot find anything that fits your request, then there there is no further uh, debt between us. What sort of range of price would we be talking for that? It depends on how effective the information is. That one, seem, it seems to me, only answers to a few. So there are few that they could uh, be sufficiently blackmailed in reference to. It would be only if it were to disrupt some larger aim. But perhaps, perhaps, I would be willing, I would put a price on it when I have the information. Right. That fee, that is merely a scouting fee. Just out of interest, you don't have anything on any of the others, do you? Like now. Hmm. Corson's just going to look quizzically. (laughs) Something upon the eldest. I have heard of his movements. Mm -hmm. But that, I think, is 
Dear Jonas, she grins, showing pearly white teeth. For that, I would ask a bigger favour. And she circles one of the silver rings on her fingers. For the information of where he is and what he is doing at this time. Mm. Yeah, I think I'm all right in that one. Mm. I think I have an idea already. So be it. How, if, if I were not in this city, I might not be here for that long. How would I cash in that in the future? You can... If I gave you the 70 to mm. scout. Then I would arrange for a messenger to come to you with a seal, with the information sealed in some manner and a way of releasing it once they had offered you my terms. How would you know where I was? <laughs> because I have seen you now. But I suppose... She looks you over. Hmm. That is a good point. Knowing the way... I feel like you are perhaps used to being tracked down in these in certain ways. Myself, I prefer eyes on the ground. I trade in secrets. So if I want to find you, I will ask people who will ask people who will tell me if they have seen someone that matches your appearance. Hmm. All right. And I suppose if this person were to come to me with some sort of message and I were not willing to give you a large favour, then it would be no harm done. I Indeed. Just wouldn't open the the information would be mine to trade as I wish. Hmm. Okay. Alright, here's mm. Brilia in that then. Very well. She t pushes to one side the 270 uh, gold worth of belongings. The Hesperidia is currently docked in the port of Kion. They are engaging in some minor repairs following an altercation. Before at this at this time they are were expecting to remain within the port for perhaps th two to three weeks longer. They will need to do so to complete the repairs before they can leave on the journey that they are next expecting to take, which will bring them on towards Sunder, as I believe that they may wish to get involved with the situation there. However, I am also aware that the captain of that particular let us say instance of the Hesperidia has interests here in Seoul and certain officers aboard may have family here which may cause them to remain for a longer time than they otherwise would 
I would estimate perhaps less than a month before the ship leaves harbour. However, you should also be aware that the force, the military forces of the army currently loyal to General Fernald are in the process of seizing control of Kion and may attempt to seize any suitably battle-worthy ships there for to be pressed into service with the Navy. Mm. Mm. I assume from your reputation this encounter's in confidence, by the way. Perhaps. What I would say is it if someone asks for the information about this encounter, there will be a price barrier. Mm. I do not generally give information away for free. Okay. Still. While you are here, I don't suppose I could... Int if there are no additional favours or secrets you are interested and you are not intrigued by any of the items I possess, then no harm done. You know my... You are aware of what I have to offer and you may always return at a later date should you find there is something I can provide which you need. Old Mother Scrimshaw is always open for business. Good to know. Hmm. That's me about done. Um, does anybody else want anything? Nope. Not particularly. Well then, she gestures to the things, to the items that you haven't spent. You are welcome to take your belongings. I have expressed my interest in them for the future. Or anything else interesting we might find, I suppose. Oh yes. I am always keen for th interesting things. Mm. Alright, so how much am I taking back? Uh, I mean, what have you? Uh, how, did you choose to buy the three musket pieces? Uh, I'm assuming that yeah. like, I spent my portion okay. of mine. You, like, yeah, so you did. Not, uh, you yeah. get 100 gold pieces worth of treasure back. Fine. Uh, uh, and three musket balls, which are essentially uh, enchanted with the ensnaring strike spell. That's so cool. <laughs> uh, it costs a bonus action to load, because uh, you have to carefully load them into, the, uh, uh, into your carbine. Uh, before you use them, but when you fire the carbine, uh, if the target, if the attack hits, uh, then for up to a minute afterwards, uh, the uh, a, the uh, effect will restrain a creature that does not succeed on a strength saving throw. Perfect. And sorry, the uh, the the amount of treasure I get back again. A uh, hundred. Hundred. Right. Got it. Hmm. Uh, Scamp, you weren't interested in any of the items or anything, were you? No, I don't think so. Then you take back your full 400. 
And of course, if you have any secrets you wish to sell, I am always interested. Hmm. I think I'll keep my secrets to myself, thank you. So be it. So be it. She looks over to the pair of you as if in, in, and repeats, Again, young scamp, I would be interested to pay for knowledge of the nature of your magic. It's just normal tiefling stuff. Hmm. <laughs> Shooting fire from your hands is normal, is it? Where I come from? From what we've seen, fire. certainly. Interesting. Well, I wish you a good day. Best of luck in your evening's activities. Bye. As I leave, I'm going to take the two pieces of paper off the table that I handed her. No, she's pocketed them. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, no, no, those are in a row now. No, fair enough. Yeah, no, in her dress, straight into her dress, once you finish reading them. You uh, head back out into the Smuggler's Bazaar. So, uh, unless you have any particular... I think you've now completed all the shopping you were planning to do in the Smuggler's Bazaar. Feels like it. But I do want to talk to Corzin if we get a second where there's not people obviously listening. Yeah, you uh, move to one of the side passageways. (laughs) You can see there are other sets of lanterns or, or, or candles which mark other ways out of the bazaar as well. Cousin. Yeah. Please don't tell definitely, definitely hags that I'm unusually magic. Right, you are. Although. They certainly seemed. Like they'd sell our information to the first uh, person that gave them enough money? You make a fair point. I'm sorry. I know, it's just, the more tieflings we see, the less what I can do I see. Yeah, I've not That's seen that. fair. That's fair. Um, I, d- I don't think what you can do is tiefling stuff. It's stuff that, it's wizard stuff, isn't it? A lot of the time, but you don't. Would Corzin know that really there is wizard. a distinction between uh, uh, sorcerers and wizards? Make an arcana check. Okay. I think I would. You would, so. Yeah. Just like from where We've, I come yeah, from. Yeah, from where I you come I from, would. you are aware arcana, of uh, 13. You're, vague, uh, you're aware that sorcerers are rare, seem to have limitless founts of magic, conquer, you know, conquer whole continents, that sort of thing, and certainly don't have to study for, for it the way that wizards do. Plessy's going to say, well, you don't do it in books, do you, darling? No. Wizards are all, like, books, all books all the time. Which makes it the other kind. Yeah. Which makes it really dangerous. Potentially. To be. Depends who you're talking to. Well, that, that person there is definitely not someone we should... They're definitely a hag! I mean, I didn't... There's no signs of it. I've got nothing to confirm it other than the fact that she does all the hag things. All of them. Well, 
she's a businesswoman, for want of a better term. But no, I, I take your point. I take your point. She scared me like no one has in a while. All right. I won't mention it again. I think general rule, don't mention information. People don't volunteer themselves. Also, not to someone who buys and sells information. Just let people volunteer for themselves however much they want to reveal. I'm sorry, she just... She scared me. I don't mean to. No, you're fair enough. You're fair enough. Like, I wouldn't want you talking about anything to do with me that I hadn't said myself either. I think that's fair. Causing Not in front of an unknown scary person. Yeah. Causing is markedly quiet for a while. We've just got too many people we care about these days. That's fucking hard work, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. <sighs> Hold on to it, though. If I didn't have people in this world who I cared about, I don't care to think the type of person who I might have become. You're right, I think. It's good, but... scary. It's a price you pay, but it's a price worth paying, in my opinion. You're genuinely genuinely decent people, it's funny. (laughs) Just because you haven't known that many genuinely decent people, don't start thinking like we're the exception rather than the rule. At least up here. Mm. I don't think I've met enough people to know that. Give it time. Not surface people, anyway. I don't know. Give it time. I'm that not trying to. I'm not trying to make it. out that people are like this paragon of virtue or anything like that. But no, I think people are mostly dicks. Um. <laughs> people are mostly mm. scared. I think you'll find. There's a difference. I think it's probably safe to say people are mostly people. That's good, bad, scared. But not all at the same time. (laughs) Well, sometimes, I guess. Mm. I don't know. So, you find yourself heading up towards the surface. Do you go up via the uh, Vengeful Dragon, or do you take one of the other routes? Well, I mean, we could have some good rat friends. What do we think? Don't think I'm particularly rat rat Drinking the water and eating the food. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that's actually quite intelligent. Um, We probably shouldn't. (laughs) You head up... uh, Without indulging yourself in the vengeful dragon. <laughs> I'm going to take a sip of my witch's brew because I want to. <laughs> Give me a constitution save. Yes. Oh, <laughs> I'm so stupid. Oh, God. Um, ten. No, nine. Sorry. <coughs> it is vile. 
<clears throat> um, it is, yeah, it's like someone tried to create absinthe and, and failed. <laughs> um, it's definitely been distilled a few times. It's strong. Uh, it tastes like you, like wood. Kind of tastes a lot like wood. Um, there's a co- confusing mix of licorice and lavender in there. Um, and cinnamon? You're not really sure? But like none of these in a good way. I yeah, they're all the worst kind of, of clash. <laughs> like, yeah. It's way too much cinnamon in this. And like, I imagine I'm just getting bits of weed in my teeth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like uh, methanol. I love that. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's not great. You you kind of, in fact, with that uh, constitution save, you feel kind of unwell. You are poisoned for the next hour. Oh, God. oh wow! <laughs> well, at least you're not blind. <laughs> True. So uh, <clears throat> that was maybe not my best bite. As you make it, uh, you make your way back up to the surface um, and heading out. Briefly towards the river, it's kind of later in the day now. Uh, you do hear, uh, uh, if you, you do hear the sirens call from over the bridge. Alison Quara, sixteen fourth frost, bed rats, bread rats, crushed by cavalry. Alison Quara. Hello, yes, I'd like to buy an Alison Quara. Okay, one cup here. I give her a silver. Well, thank you very much. Pocket uh, it. What, what did you say caused the riot? Uh, well, you look at the article and you can see it mentions how riots over the price of bread uh, involve storming the involves storming the uh, <laughs> uh, the um, corn exchange, desperate for grain for food, uh, broke out and turned to violence uh, due to uh, due to unprovoked attacks by members of the city guard uh, ultimately the uh, ultimately the riots were put down through harsh measures uh, involved including a cavalry charge uh, against the rioting groups there's also a few other pieces as well uh, talking about events happening within the uh, within the country uh, including a column of royal troops marching south from Coquille, headed to, uh, directly towards the capital, uh, meant a comment about how the troops loyal to the Duchess du Vendre have marched into Montregal uh, in order to put down uh, sympathisers to, mo- uh, to the cause of moderate reforms, uh, and how the Comte du, uh, the various Comtes du Arrisement, Trélisson, Thérèseville, have brought uh, planchette and treachery into a body of abstainers concerned more with protecting their own holdings than doing uh, the just work of reforming the nation by supporting uh, the work of the National Assembly. Across the bridge you can hear Alison Guardian! Insurgent revolt breaks out in Alison! Alison Guardian! Uh, up to you whether you want to get that one. Oh, yes. Okay. Three copper. Um, Here is a silver. Well, thank you very much. There's a definite familial resemblance between these two girls. Um, and uh, Is it not hard working for rival papers? <laughs> like, oh, they're, well, they both pay equally badly. Fair. Uh, I mean, which is not badly in that they are actually paying at all. Mm. And especially when I have people like you. That said, I have to say, uh, 
and the, the girl saying the Alison Guardian gestures uh, across the river was with a thumb. I think I do not necessarily agree with all of Adele's politics, but uh, she serves she serves uh, the papers she can. Uh, and uh, across the uh, the river, you hear the other one call out, Adelphine, are you still selling that rag? Of course I am. <laughs> Get back to your own business. Um, I like them. <laughs> the the Alessant Guardian's headline, Insurgent Revolt Breaks Out in Alessant, uh, mentions how uh, malcontents and uh, troublemakers stirred up a riot while attempting to illegally break into the corn exchange to seize uh, grain that was being held uh, in in order to try and head off a worsening of the current famine, uh, greedily taking it for themselves and uh, breaking out into looting, starting fires and opportunistic violence. Uh, and it was only by the uh, uh, by the heroic efforts of the guard that they were able to restore uh, stability. Again, the later columns have a bit more information. They mention how bright haulish mercenaries have imposed themselves upon the ar- the armory at Ekar. Uh, the garrison there has surrendered under threat of assault by these mercenaries. Uh, they have been relieved of their arms and left, but the armory has now been taken over to equip uh, possible uh, malcontent and rebellious troops. To the, far, to the south, however, Wendish mercenaries operating out of the hills of Collignure have occupied the border town of Montresong, uh, seizing control of its dry docks and fleet of warships. Meanwhile, radicals in Flotsam have engaged with the Order of St. Julien, uh, a militant religious order, in Quan, forcing them back from, tr- from the traditional uh, church estates and lands there and seizing the town and its chateau by force, killing the defenders and uh, seizing control of it, and pressing more uh, many of the locals into service as uh, additional armed support. There is also a piece commenting on how the Comte du Oresmont, Trélon, Thérèseville, uh, Planchette and, and Treachery are uh, a bunch of abstainers concerned more with protecting their own holdings than righteously defending the nation and the crown. Hmm. Hmm. No one likes anyone, do they? Yeah. It's all... And Gordon sort of spits the word out in disgust. Politics. Mm, you know, it's interesting to be in a place that has sort of opposing politics going on. Was brought up the, you know, the sort of one narrative kind of thing. Well, it's the, uh... The Empress's Way or the Highway, or so I've been told down below. Yeah, basically. The Highway being dancing the... Well, I suppose up here they'd call it the hemp, but down there it would be the silk fandango. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we never called it that, but it's appropriate. Feels <laughs> <laughs> like you missed a chance there. I know, because I had much more fun with horrible... Horrible death. <laughs> right. <laughs> what should we do now? Uh, I have no idea. Unless you have anything else you want to do, uh, you can wait until the evening and uh, when, when the sun sets, head to your assigned location and begin your, your mission. 
Although if you have anything else you want to do, anyone else you want to see, now's a good time to mention. Um, can I make one more attempt to see if I can find someone I can palm this uh, this vial of undead beetles off on? Give me an investigation check. Okay. You know, you're never getting rid of that, darling. It's stuck with you for life. You'll miss them if you get I mean you didn't them. actually you didn't actually offer them up to um uh to uh, uh some old mother scrimshaw actually. No, I didn't I might do that. Um, <laughs> uh, the investigation check was a three. Yeah, no. No like people are freaked out when you even bring this up. Okay. Um <laughs> Do I want to offer this to mother? Ah, solid gold. Okay, um, he will go back to uh, Mother Scrimshaw and say, "Say I'm not coming in, darling." <laughs> I don't suppose yeah. you'd have any use for some uh, pre-animated uh, invertebrates. She extends a long hand so that she can examine them, and kind of t- 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 uh, sort of turns the vial in her grip for a moment carefully opening it just enough to get like one small little ant out before closing it again holding it in her fingers and then just gently crushing it this is most intriguing isn't it just maybe there's something I can do for you she um takes one of these small wooden uh rings upon her finger and holds it up this is a favor from i believe his name is is uh, gaston dumont it uh, he is i believe a prison officer uh work uh and but otherwise, a reasonably position. Why did why she let rise? <clears throat> this is for mm-hmm. Gaston, uh, <laughs> Gaston Dumont. It is a favor that he owes. He is positioned within the city guard, I believe, as a prison guard right now, but may well have other positions. I will offer this to you. It may be cashed in at any time. For hmm, a, a service of your choice, he was not quite wise enough to specify the limits of the favour. So, but it was, uh, I would recommend perhaps, a month of casual service, or perhaps a single very important deed. You never know when it can be useful to have an officer below in your debt. Mm. And when uh, my debts are called, people, people always pay up. I have a reputation. As do I. She offers you the ring and the associated favor for the uh, for the vial of beetles. 
I take it. Okay. Looking at the ring, you can see there is a small marking on it. Um, it's it's like it's just, it's just three hatched lines, but they form what could be an A, or maybe could be like a little wicker man. So wooden ring. Yeah. There's just a, a three small hatched lines on it, which kind of they they they're like an A. Uh, they like, they look a bit like a capital A, but there's also there's something which yeah reminds you of those little of little uh, wooden wicker men that you sometimes get at harvest festivals. Mm. Okay. All right. You have a favor belonging to Gaston Dumont, a prison guard. Okay. Uh, you may call this in whenever you want. Okay. Simply by pre- simply by presenting it to him. Ah, oh, so it's like a sort of um, mafia thing rather than a <laughs> you know, charm person or anything like that. Mm. No, it's a, a favour. Mm. All right. Uh, Cause him to take this into into account. She take. She begins greedily, like just tilting the, bo- the little vial around, looking at how they move. Oh yes, this one will be most interesting. And uh, you make your way out and leave. Is there anything else you guys want to do before uh, we? Head on towards the evening. I think so. Just spend some so. time with my books. Practice okay. fire breathing. Okay, you both okay. basically get like another downtime. Essentially, yeah. another downtime's worth of uh, practice. Uh, Scamp, feel free to give yourself another, call it four hours or so, because of all the faffing around four hours. Cool. of uh, scribing time. And we and as the sun sets on uh, Alessant, we will pick up after these. No doubt, important messages and now a word from our friends over at the fate of eisen hey nerd do you like dungeons and dragons of course you do do you like people with new zealand accents of course you do again well well, what if we told you there was a podcast that did both of those things in equal measure guess what errors wake up bucko it's called the fate of eisen and it's your new favourite tabletop role-playing podcast. Except for the one you're obviously already listening to, which is awesome, by the way. We roll dice, laugh a lot, and tell a surprisingly compelling tale about a plucky group of weirdos. Hey, who are you calling a weirdo? Who gets swept up in a quest to quote-unquote save the world of ice and... There's action, excitement, and there's a lot of apples. Seriously, there's way too many apples. It's uh, it got way out of proportion. Weird as my mother's top lip. Join us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcast action. The Fate of Ison, new episodes every Sunday. Get with it. See you there. That'll do. You're looking for stuff? Sweet can set you up with stuff. Sweet has lots of stuff. What sort of stuff are you looking for? Sweet has flintlock, sweet has rags, sweet has bones, sweet has opium. Sweet has just a little bit as well of liking, rating, reviewing, and subscribing to flintlocks and fireballs. Oh, and reviewing on iTunes. Anything catch your ear? And welcome back. So, 
evening comes and you head off to the first of the locations that you that is on your uh, little piece of paper you find yourself heading towards a seemingly anonymous house uh, between the sort of kind of away from Victory's Bridge, but not quite into the Foundry Quarter. If you went straight north from Victory's Bridge and into the winding streets uh, there, you would find it. Knocking on the door, uh, you find that no one responds. However, uh, you do notice that there is a uh, plant pot next to it, which is slightly ajar. Lifting it up, you find a key, and opening the door, you find a set of step that uh, you find a set of steps leading down. After a bit of travel, you find yourself once again in the catacombs. Although this part of the catacombs is unlit, uh, and for those of you without the ability to see in the dark, pausing, <laughs> uh, it is pitch dark down here. I'll get my torch out. I'll do some dancing lights. Thank you, both. And I will cast mage armor. Okay, a mixture of warm light and purple light appears, and you're able to see comfortably, causing as you move along. So, as you uh, head along, it takes you perhaps ten minutes of walking, working your way through the complex directions through the catacombs before you find the first point a place where again some long lost uh, node of wealth was mined out by the dwarves that once lived beneath Alessant has been converted into a crude storage space piles and piles of uh, crates have been left here along with a uh, three wheelbarrows and you can see there is already a figure here loading crates onto one of the wheelbarrows uh, and you see the brown kind of scabby scaly skinned form of sweet uh, look up ah my friends i thought we might be working on this one together <laughs> what did i not say <laughs> you can see these uh, crates are all marked with an imprint of a five-pointed star on them. Is that the same as the crates before? They are indeed. Okay. With the McDougals, those crates were. Like, yes, the same. Yeah. The, the same crates. You don't know if those, if any of those specific crates are here, but there's it's, it's the, the same, same marking. Yeah. Yeah. And as you pick them up, you can definitely feel the same sort of rattling or uh, movements inside. Um, Swede is sort of commenting as he's loading up uh, one of the wheelbarrows. Seems like uh, quite a lot of things, eh? <laughs> yeah, quite a big um, shipment, could we call it? Yes, well, we're, uh, we need to uh, pick the ones up here. There's a couple more locations where we'll get the rest of the crates. Should be enough. And you can see with between the three wheelbarrows, you should... You reckon you should be able to take all of this and maybe a bit more. Uh-huh. And then I'm not good at pushing things, so I'm going to do a thing, and I'm going to start casting, um, what's it called, floating disc. <laughs> okay. <laughs> as the others are loading, uh, as uh, Sweet is, um, presumably the others are busy loading up crates, uh, 
That would probably take ten minutes. Take to fill ten minutes or so. Yeah. Yep. You uh, you spin out the little silvery disc. Like, <laughs> Yeah, but much slower. I like that it has a noise that pleases me. Until you just have this little navigator star, little floating Mercury disc, onto which uh, you can, should you wish to, pile more crates. And indeed, that would help uh, spread out the load a bit. Yeah, I'll put some crates on it. You kind of drag your feet as you (laughs) move some crates along (laughs) to it. Really heavy! And I have a strength of nine. <laughs> Sweet kind of rolls his eyes. Uh, let me give you a hand. Thank you. Celestia, because you're the one who's coming to do it, make an intelligence check. That. <laughs> um, six. A <laughs> lot of guns here, probably. Mm. You're you know really it's true. a good roll when you yeah. laugh after you do. You're not it, really cracked. You're not cracked. You know, like the you, the the, cu- the crates are sealed, but looks like there's yeah probably quite a few guns. Some guns. Yeah. Um, as you make your way out, uh, eventually, then uh, tr- uh, pushing these uh, th- these barrows along, you find yourself rising slightly in the uh, uh, along these winding passageways. So. Um, We've been, obviously, you know, using these for a long time. And uh, we do our best to make sure the guard don't investigate too much, but it's useful to uh, have a few connections, which is why apparently a number of decades back they brought a few dwarves down to do this. And as you uh, move up ahead, he points out, you can see... A large um, hatch of what appears to be uh, bronze has been installed into the side of one of the catacombs. This is kind of an out-of-the-way passage. Uh, and Sweet gets up, uh, moves up and st- turns a sort of large wheel <coughs> and swings it open to reveal beyond a set of large storm drains, not unlike those found in Crosswater. Mm. These uh, help us move uh, shortcuts through the uh, catacombs. Otherwise, we'd have to do a lot more going around. Yeah. Is it full of monsters? Uh, rats occasionally, but... Uh, they're not too bad. Not too eventful. Indeed. Mm. Besides, I would imagine that uh, some, you know, any large settlement having a number of monsters living directly underneath it, well, surely they would have sent someone to take care of that by now. You'd think, wouldn't you? He holds a straight face for a few moments before bursting into laughter. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, the Amazon Civic Council is not that competent. Really, though, keep an eye out. I have heard tales about weird things in some of the lower parts of the source. should we go quiet? Probably best. Is it? Are we going to have problems with, with lights? Should we leave lights up? I mean... None insurmountable. I mean, I can see fine without them. I mean, me too, but... Kind of gestures to to cause him. I mean, you're going to need to push a wheelbarrow, so... 
Yeah. Maybe we just... I'm going to keep them up. Okay, you keep the purple lights up. But, uh, like, quite near to us. Right. Okay, but like, not close. lighting to... Not, like, really spread out and lighting loads of the passage far ahead. I'm going to try and keep them quite, like, tight-knit within our group sort of thing. Good idea. Can I ask for a group stealth check, then, please? Yeah. Oh, God. I am in my less flashy clothes, I think I have yeah. stated yeah. already. Yeah. Uh, um, natural up. one, but oh, lucky. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's maybe the best stealth check I've ever rolled. That's a dirty 20. Mm. <laughs> Unprecedentedly <19. good. laughs> Eleven. And causing? Although, do bear in mind that I don't make noise as I walk. This is true. It's a little weird. You're kind of splashing. You would like you. You would be splashing through water, but it's just kind of your your limbs are just cutting calmly through it. There's like splash delay. <laughs> it's more just like it's more like the boots just seem to cut through it like a shock. Spin. Yeah, it's really oh, weird. That's so strange. Uh, so you continue on. Hmm. The DM realizes he has no idea where he's put both of his normal G twenties. <laughs> oh well, good do thing you, I have spares. I've got spares. Okay, cool. Uh, including a, <laughs> including at least loads. one comical, comically oversized one. Uh, so, as you make your way along, you just uh, cause, and you're the first to hear the sounds of splashing coming from off ahead. Just this, just the sort of splashing of weight, like. Perhaps of figures wading through uh, the sewer water. Okay. Hey, I think I found something. Bring the uh, lamp over here. And you see just a glimmer of light uh, at the very f- at the far end of the uh, sewer tunnel. Ah, I was right. There are coins. There we go. Hmm. You sit here, just a little bit of sounds as if someone is literally grubbing through sewer muck before. Okay, come on, let's go to the next uh, tunnel. And the light dims, sort of shakes a bit and then vanishes. Okay. Mm. Uh, Sweet looks over. Sewers, sewer skippers. Sometimes you get people uh, who come down looking for the. Coins or valuables that wash through the grates. I suppose that's sensible in a way. It's a good thing it is not raining, or this would be much harder. Dirty job, but mm. someone's got to do it, I suppose. Mm. You carry on to the second... Uh, falling through the sewers until you find another of these hatches. <laughs> which leads directly into an, a, the second of these storage points. Because of the time it take, it's taken to travel, it takes to travel and reload them. Scamp, you have to re sort of renew your uh, little circle, but you load up another load of crates of what feels like muskets, bombs, ammunition. You probably got a like a good couple of hundred or so here now. Jesus. Should we be worried about this? Oh, I think it's another one of those things that we just shouldn't think about too hard. <laughs> That's my mm-hmm. vote. Um, uh. It's probably just due to the um, increased 
presence of the uh, the military right now. Yeah, it could be. Could be riot mm. fuel. They've been preparing for this for a while. I do get that impression, but whatever is happening now... Oh, riots. Yeah. Riots don't happen overnight, do they? It always feels like they do, but... It's not a snap decision made by, like, hundreds of people at the same time, coincidentally. Like, there's, there's a build. Yeah, I suppose. Other than the situations where it actually is, but those are, in my experience, rare. Hmm. Oh, yeah, I know which one you're talking about now. No, that was a snap decision, but that was also... Hmm. <laughs> mm. Uh, Very loud letter. <laughs> as far as uh, I am concerned, it is a good way to occasionally uh, crack open a few of these uh, when they go over quota and sell the excess uh, at the bottom of my barrel. <laughs> Shrugs. Fair enough. It's a living. Still, these uh, he kind of looks at, uh, looks at the at the star and shrugs. Must be from. Uh, I don't know, I want to say, like, Thryne's arms merchants or something. Who knows? It all came from over the border. You uh, carry on, uh, deep. this time going deeper into the catacombs. Can I have another stealth check from you, please? Yep. Because it's kind of an hour has passed. Ooh, less good. 15. 11. Uh, 12. Okay. <laughs> Things have disadvantage to see me, though. Okay, things have disadvantage to see you. That's worth noting. So, who got the twelve? Me. Cool. As Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> as the uh, as you're kind of moving the wheelbarrows down, and this time, because you're not going through water, which is kind of providing it almost a bit of lubricant, there is just a faint sort of squeak, no. squeak, <laughs> squeak, <laughs> coming from the wheels, uh, which you do your best to to, to, to cover. Uh, but a sh- it's doesn't take it's only about it's about 45 minutes later that you uh, as you're going down following these twisty passages you catch sight of a glimmer of light up ahead down one of the passages sort of quivering a bit uncertainly and i wink out the dancing lights okay With um, causing with your passive perception, yeah, you just you just make out. Wait, did you see that? Shh, keep quiet. I take cover. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and investigate. Okay, so you're taking cover. Causing you can make a new stealth check. Yep. Technically, under the circumstances, uh, no stealth checks are straight, but uh, perception checks are with disadvantage. Nineteen. Dark. And I don't okay, make sound. So- Okay, you can seal yourself behind uh, uh, some uh, something. Is there anywhere? Did did I hear that, or was it just Corson that heard that? Uh, Corson has not indicated to the rest of you, but uh, I'm assuming that Corson probably probably must have like tapped you on the shoulder or something based on the fact that you just winked the lights yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, actually, based on that, he would. Have, so I'm going to try and duck in somewhere. Okay. Yeah. These these are old mining tunnels, so there's a lot of cover, like just bits. Yeah. Just break. Just like the, it's not an even, uh, uh, an even quarry. 
so give me give me another stealth check. All of us. Uh, no, no, no. Just uh, if you're ever hiding. Okay. One day, I will play a character <laughs> that can be stealthy. <laughs> Fucking, that's actually worse. It's 11. Okay. Maybe I uh, never will. I'm gonna hold what I had and hope for the best. Okay, no, you've got, they've got disadvantage to see you, get disadvantage anyway in the darkness. So, the, uh, the light doesn't move, but you can, but I'll say, you do just make out a silhouette of a halfling peering around the corner and sort of squinting up through what's ahead. Here's from out as if she does. Are those weird barrels full of crates? Pia, Pia, bring the light over. Uh, can I move up behind him? Give. In fact, no, I'm going to use. I've got a spell for this. I've got minor illusion. I'm going to yeah. use that instead. <laughs> And just cause okay. a whisper in his ear, in the scariest voice I can muster, just to go, walk away. Make an intimidation check. Nice. <laughs> uh, 21. It kind of freezes. Pierre, let's go. <clears throat> Without looking behind him, sidles away. You hear, and then quickly you hear the pattering of feet. Um, I will say you did see for a moment, however, as he turns, the light illuminates him as more than just a dark silhouette. And you can make out the uh, blue uniform of a guardsman. Oh! (laughs) What the fuck just happened? Why did they leave? Well, that was worth doing. (laughs) Did you do something? What did you do? I told him to go (coughs) away. Excuse me, sneezing. Oh, well, well done. Great. I used my scary voice. Ooh, you're very scary. Excellent. Right, let's keep going then. Sweet kind of gives you a weird look. Nice trick. I've heard tales about people who can throw their voice. <laughs> I've heard tales about people who can throw their voices like that. Uh, yep, it's just a trick. Okay, we'll first <laughs> get to the third location and move on quickly. I do not like this. Um. You hear the sounds of of scampering feet as the uh, as the two guards make their way off uh, in a different direction, and you carry on. The third and final uh, location, deep within the catacombs, again you just load up the last of these star marked crates and find yourselves. And before turning the wheelbarrows around, refreshing the uh, <laughs> floating platform, and heading back up towards the sewer level. <laughs> You move through the sewers until you find yourselves uh, again following these last set of directions. There you, you reach, um, curiously, not another of these hatches, but what seems to be a one of those points of a sewer system where, uh, like a junction between multiple uh, flow points. Except that someone in some enterprising set of people have built a kind of what would be just about neck height for a halfling uh, <laughs> set of boards and planks over this junction to create a large sort of meeting space. Uh, but what water can still flow under it without interrupting the sewage system. Ah. And you can see there are about 30 
uh, or so people gathered here uh, with various um, all themselves all carrying wheelbarrows loaded up with what must be hundreds of crates now including um, the uh, tief the uh, tiefling you saw before uh, I think I, I think he was red skinned with uh, black bull horns from uh, Gavel's establishment. Hmm. Uh, see you all arrive then. Good. We've been waiting. How many more? Mm, perhaps uh, there's two more groups still coming, Bull. <sighs> Fine. Come over here. He, um, you see, he's got, uh, he's currently got a uh, pipe which he's in the process of refilling with a bit of tobacco. <laughs> you smoke? Yes. Passes you a bit of uh, tobacco. Excellent. Offers the same to Corzin. Uh, Corzin takes it. Kind of moves to offer it, look, kind of sees, uh, scamps <laughs> youth, and then thinks better of it. <laughs> I blow smoke rings. Mm. Alright. Nice trick. I uh, try and blow a very crude um, shape of a ship and have it sail through the smoke ring. (laughs) (laughs) Make a performance check. (laughs) Okay, that's a. uh, (laughs) Oh, a seven. You are not, in fact, a wizard. No, I didn't think so. Okay. I minor illusion um, as if I've blown a smoke ship and make it so <laughs> I haven't blown one. I've do. just okay. made a shape. The problem of it. is, like, you blow one, you blow some smoke and make a and make a, a, a sort of smoky illusory I know, I ship. I can't move it. Can form I? <laughs> in the middle of one of the uh, uh, in the middle of the one of the smoke rings, and it just stays there until you cause it to disappear. I make it poof out pretty quickly. <laughs> I'm not wasting fucking major image on that. Come on, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not happening. <laughs> no, that's a really good trick. <laughs> Any uh, difficulties getting your stuff? Um, nearly ran into some guards, but disaster. They went aversive. away. They got away. They didn't see us. Okay. Takes a pop in his pipe. There have been a couple of incidents, problems. There were some sewer skippers who found uh, one of the groups, tried to get away. Shakes his head. We saw some of those as well, but again, from far away and they didn't see us. So, Good, good. Well, it should all be fine then. You see another group comes in, pushing a couple of wheelbarrows full of crates, and then a minute later, the last group arrives, looking. <laughs> you can see there's a, partic- there's a particularly fat human who's panting a little bit, pushing his <laughs> pushing his uh, little hand cart full of various crates of arms. About fucking time. All right. We'll be heading down the, pretty much straight down the storm drains towards a warehouse 
on the northern edge of uh, the uh, on the northern edge of uh, Blue Street, not far from the university. Hmm. Come, and as a sort of strange underground caravan, uh, the thirty or so uh, th- uh, cr- various criminals, yourselves included, apparently. Uh-huh. Uh, begin pushing your uh, various wagons uh, various uh, carts are in uh, scamped case being followed by a glittery silvery uh, disc up the, through the sewers the um, as you at the end of the sewage passages you find there's another of these uh, kind of hatches and <laughs> Move them up. This one is pulled open to reveal uh, what looks like a basement with a set of, uh, with actually, well, there's a set of steps, but also a ramp that you can see leads upwards to a set of doors. All right, start moving the things into the uh, into the room. No, there's not. This basement isn't quite large enough to make, uh, to to put all of the stuff into. Like, there's a lot of crates here. Someone uh, check upstairs, see if the client's around. I'll go. Okay. You ascend the ladder uh, up towards, well, the stairs up towards a little trap door at the top of this basement that leads up to the ground level. Okay. Uh, I very carefully open the trap door. (laughs) Okay. Give me... Both a stealth and a uh, perception check. Your stealth check does not have advantage because your ability to move quietly doesn't come into this. Okay. Because it doesn't it doesn't mute the sound of you opening a door. Okay, my stealth check. <laughs> oh no! Is oh, seven. No. <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs> the 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 trap door does indeed. Just a bit as you open it. What about your perception check? Perception. Oh, slightly better. Uh, that's an eleven. Okay. Looking up, peering up, you can see uh, through the little trap door. There is a large warehouse uh, space up above. Uh, with ample space to store these many crates, including, you know, you can see there are a number of crates and barrels already laid out in storage here. It has uh, several of those large sort of uh, barn door type doors, which could uh, which could be opened up to permit the entry of wagons and such. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is a figure leaning uh, kind of awkwardly Tapping his toes against the uh, against the floor, uh, on one of those stacks of crates. Uh, it's a figure. You he has a, with him actually a heavy uh, leather case, and you recognise uh, the student who came into uh, Professor Arte's office to deliver the news about the arriving, uh, about the uh, gates getting closed off. He's just sort of, he's a little half, just a halfling fellow, just tapping his foot and obviously waiting a little nervous. He hasn't noticed us yet, has he? 
It's only you who's gone up to check. Okay. Yeah, you're the only one who's who's checking this far. He doesn't seem to have noticed uh, the trap door open. Okay. Uh, immediately. I'm just gonna wait and observe what he does. Does he have like you know um, any any bags or other equipment with him? Uh, he has a large uh, yeah. There's a large leather bag by his foot. Okay. Like a kind of akin to a doctor's bag. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna wait and see what he does. Does he move um out of the uh okay out of the current vicinity? Does he go into another room? All right, give me another perception check then. All right. Okay, that is a uh oh, that's a twenty-four. Mm-hmm. So That's after a, ever rolled in this past yeah, wow, after yeah. another for about thirty seconds, you kind of see him sigh, take a small piece of take a bit of um, a small round tin out of his pocket, take a pinch of snuff, <laughs> and snort it before closing it and putting it back in. However, apparently unnoticed by him, you catch just a glint of reflected distant light because this place has um has windows as well as the and the windows are for the most part shuttered and closed up but there's still small gaps in them and you see through the gaps uh, a glint of light off a polished button and then when you peer more closely you can see there are figures blending in with the darkness and the good concealment of their position waiting outside and and you recognize that little the type of button is being matching up to that of the city guard it looks like you can't you don't have solid numbers but there's probably about 20 that you can see Lying in wait. That's really bad. Around uh, just outside the building. I'm so glad you rolled well. Oh, yeah. From down below, Ball calls up. What's the hold up? I say to the others. Do you close the trapdoor first? Yeah, I. Because you're like up above us, like we're not with you right now. Alright, yeah, I'm going to carefully uh, close the trapdoor and say. Looks like there's about to be a massive raid here. How do you mean? Are they? What's happening? There's uh, there's whoever we have above us, but there's also I can see a load of people outside ready to bust into this place. What like guards? Yes. Fuck. At least twenty. Right. Good okay. spot. What? Shit. Oh. What do well we do? Done. The ones Jeez. who got away must have. The ones who got away must have alerted the uh, the rest. If they knew to send scouts in, they may have been tracking our movements, anticipating where we'd end up. Mm. Does this mean the client has betrayed us, or like what? What are the implications of this? Pretty unlikely that the client would have betrayed us. 
Maybe the clients got raided. But hmm, I just say, I just say, I know that the, I know that the boss wants this to go through. I mean, is this person known to be dodgy? I mean, do they have a reputation? No, the clients are, hmm, well, they're respectable sorts as far as I know. So it is unlikely that they would... To rat us out to the uh, guard would go directly against what they want these weapons for. Mm. Which means that makes me think we've just had bad luck in the guard. Or they've got a mole. Or they or have we've a got mold. a mole. Or we have. Mm. So, we still... Our contract is to get these up into this warehouse so they can move them on. I know that they will have ways of moving it quickly, but we need to fulfill our end. We need to get them up here and the client's representative to see it. We need some way to get rid of those guards. Agreed. Um, I mean... Not wanting to um, toot my own horn or anything, but um, can do a pretty good distraction. That would be the uh, order of the day at the moment, I think. Well, I could go up there. What had you in mind? Something a little bit like what I did the other day um, with all the soldiers. Not exactly the same. I want to do it. Can you get 20-odd? There's a lot of them up there. Even if you just distract them... Well, if I make a pretty picture to distract them. Even if you just distract them enough or for long enough that we can fulfil our side of the bargain, that should be all's fair. Well, I can do something about 20 feet. I think I can do something. I've got an idea. There's nothing I can do that won't draw more attention. Should I have a go? I'm going to have to go up to do this, though. I mean, out another way and up. I don't think I can go up out of that trapdoor. Is there another way up to um, outside there's that a, building? There's a street entrance from the sewers. A, a other side of the uh, of the street can get you up through one of the uh, entryways there. Um, are there any buildings that it would be particularly bad if they were on fire or exploding or anything? that the guards would be particularly bothered about. I don't really know the city. Not a, around here, we're on the verge of parts that they don't care about. At least not around here. If you're going for anywhere in the city, that's different. Maybe the uh, Corn Exchange or Silk Street or in the university itself. Hmm. But those are all quite distant. What are we actually under right now? Right now we're under a warehouse on Blue Street uh, and uh, he gestures to a point on the map. Uh, well, he, he kind of indicates an area which on the map is sort of near the university but not near any of those major structures. So near the university. Of. How near the university is it? Like just mechanically for me? Uh, it's the university, the university outbuildings start more or less on the opposite side of the road. Oh, perfect. Yes, I'm going to go up 
um, stealthily if possible. I'm not going to go too near the guards at any point, mm. by the way. Like, I'm never going to be less than a street yeah. away, really. Um, yeah, it's got a 120-foot range. So I'm going to find a little alleyway to closet myself in. Yeah. That's like um, 120 feet away from the first outbuilding that's in the best line of sight from where the guards are. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Um, and again, if we picture um, almost using the rainbow spirit mm. like a paintbrush, yeah. I make a little <laughs> image of like an explosion and some fire yeah. in my hands, sort of blow on it and throw it at the outbuilding. And I want to make it look like... Um, like there's an explosion, fire in the windows, there are people screaming. Okay. Um, someone shouts, Viva la revolution! <laughs> like, everything smells okay, like so... fire and smoke and like Alright, so you're going to just start, uh, it looks like one of the university outbuildings has just, like a bomb has just gone off. Yeah. Everything's on fire, there is screaming and <laughs> chaos. Uh, okay, uh, under the circumstances, let's call this a performance check. Okay. Fair. <laughs> 25. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, there, uh, there is the sounds of chaos and screaming. Okay. Let's... I'm going to do kind of four rolls here for four different parts of the uh, of, of the guards this here. This is obviously a major Just emission, not a minor yeah, illusion. By to the see way. how many get distracted by this. In fact, actually, I know exactly what to do here. We're gonna we're gonna do this as if it's a morale check to see how committed they are. Okay. Oh, under the second. No, no, I roll this. Okay. So this is the with a natural two on that uh, morale check. (laughs) Shit! You hear the sounds of outside. Shit! Shit! Radicals! Okay, over here, over here! Um, Surround I that place! I'm now going to cast Sending to cause in. Yeah, burning all my third level spells. And okay. I'm going to say, hurry up, do it now. We don't have long. Yeah, okay. uh, Celestia, can I have a stealth check from you, by the way? Yeah. From your own hidden position. Um, uh, just straight? Or yeah, just straight. Or anything uh, from being distracted? Just straight. Cool. Um, 16. Okay. Not bad for me. Not bad, but uh, they rolled a seventeen. Okay. Oh, so uh, at that point, as you uh, as this is happening uh, down below, causing you get the sending from Celestia. I'm going to go over to your side of things first. Okay. While this is happening, I am going to crack open the um, uh, the trap door once again. Just... You see, the student up above is looking spooked. What the fuck is going on? All right. Um, do you have them? Do you have them? Uh, I nod, and get, I get them up. Get them up as quick as you can. Yeah. Okay. I open it fully, and I start passing them up. Okay. Uh, uh, can I go find Celestia? Because I am not comfortable with her being on her own. Okay. You, you're you're kind of running up the uh, up the uh, dis, uh, the the side access way, kind of clambering up through the. Uh, it's essentially a manhole. 
up into the street near where Celestia is. Uh, if you're being stealthy, roll me a stealth check. If not, then you make then you get there faster. Should I roll a stealth check? Um, I'm gonna go without stealth because I've got disadvantage to spot me anyway. Cool, that's fine. Uh, I will roll. So the hood's up, but I'm not going stealthy. I'm moving okay, fast. Fine. Uh, so while this is happening, uh, the one of one of the soldiers points the at the hooded figure l- uh, lurking in in the side street. Given what's just happened, and goes, "You there, halt!" Do you halt, Celestia? Yes. Okay. Uh, he and about uh, three others rush over, uh, over kind of presenting muskets. Uh, what is going on? Explain yourself. Oh, I'm sorry, darling. I was just, I was just going round to a friend's house. I cast charm person. Oh. Okay. Uh, it's not concentration, so I can. <laughs> Fuck it. Um, hang on. Um, ah. How many are? How many uh, are there? There are five of them total. I think five. Okay. Um. Who? As I said, him we, and, I'm just, no, I'm four, deciding four. I just said level. him and three others. Three others, okay. God, what do I burn here? I'm going to burn that last third level spell and do okay. it on three of them. <laughs> okay, roll for the other two. Uh, let me just check charm person uh, uh, a note on how charm person works. Roll well. <laughs> I haven't done any damage to them. You haven't done any um, damage so... to them. Uh, so, ooh, do you get advantage if you've not done? No, you just don't get disadvantage, which is the which is the important thing. Uh, well, it's not the impo- the exact thing I'm going to do. If it's Okay, doesn't say that a creature that makes the saving throw realizes it, you you tried to charm. No, it. I don't think so. So that so you see as uh, two of the th- uh, uh, three of them kind of blink from it. The third one is like feels shaking his head as if something weird's happened. Um, but the one one he's just spoken goes, "Get on your way! Get on your way!" Sorry, thank you. Um, I hope everything's okay. So how radicals about? <laughs> Uh, at this point, the yeah, with disadvantage, they don't spot you, Scamp, either, uh, as you scurry okay, up the uh, street. I leave swiftly. If it's not outright combat, I will hide. Okay. Um, are there any... I don't want to be more than 120 feet away from it. Yeah. Um, so... Give me a stealth check if you want to try and pick a, an alleyway to hide in. Yeah, or is there a way I can try and pass it off as doing something else I'm trying to think if there's a way that I can try and look cash rather than <laughs> <laughs> rather than um, be stealthy because I'm not yeah. very good at that um... no I think I think I'm just going to stealth actually okay give me a stealth check give it a crack Oh, that's really good. It's a twenty-two. Okay, you slip, never happens. <laughs> you slip into into a into a side street and keep focusing on the fires as they uh, while the uh, the whole of the unit is busy trying to sort of because they feel phantom heat as well. Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of like trying to figure out whether uh, how to approach this. Uh, try, uh, trying to see if they can catch any sight yeah. of the revolutionaries. That Whenever have... any of them go too close I yeah. do like another burst of explosion like something else has gone yeah. off and make like a big pop of heat like you know how fire yeah. hits you in the face sort of thing yeah you're, you're managing to keep them at bay in the inside uh, the crates are being sort of hustled up with lightning speed uh, and you see there is a uh, there is a 
cart. Uh, there, there's a very lot. Uh, uh, there's there are actually a series of um, heavy crates, but uh, uh, like some of those sets of crates you saw uh, behind seem uh, as your uh, the student says quickly move them over to the horse crates there, and you're a bit confused as to why until you see the crates shimmer and. Uh, there are three individuals in the in a major's uniform uh, from looks to be like members of the army f uh, sitting and kind of focusing. Uh, you can see the sort of frowns of concentration on them. They're actually sat upon uh, each of them upon a heavy wagon pulled by a set of draft horses with space for the crates to go on. Um, you begin. You pile crate after crate onto the back of the wagons. When one is full, the maid sort of focuses, and the wagons uh, and the wagons disappear again uh, under the shroud of the just a large pallet of boxes That's so cool. and crates. Uh, as they move, uh, the second one fills up, and again, <laughs> they're maintaining this this powerful illusion. They conceal the uh, crates for transport, and the third, uh, with the chaos going on outside, they're able to push out, pull open the the back uh, entryways, and as uh, and the one of the crates sort of uh, boxes uh, shimmers, and this time you can see what appears to be uh, a sort of uh, what looks like a hurry wagon, uh, like one of those prisoner transport wagons, full of dull and listless looking individuals sitting inside with the wagon just about the right size for the crates uh, and a handful of uh, members of the city guard you know uh, leading driving the hurry wagon along with the horses so they're able, able to move out and into the street and along mm. uh, nevertheless you uh, as uh, Celestia and Scamp as you're Kind of uh, uh, Celestian, you can well. I mean, you can't see Scamp. Scamp no, is fucking impossible Scamp to see. Yet. But Scamp, uh, hmm. give me a perception check to see if you see where Celestia went. Yeah. Um, seventeen. I got a twenty-two on stealth, so nice. you might not actually. Okay, <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> However, both of you do see scurrying out of the uh, the street and kind of looking around frantically as if trying to find you uh the, the the kind of hooded and scaled form of sweet uh shit have they have they been captured what is going uh, on i'm gonna use um minor illusion just to whisper to him it's okay i'm just hiding i think celestia is too oh, good 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 he turns around at which point uh there is the of uh of a musket being cocked he spins around and he sees there are a handful of guards point, uh, pointing their muskets at him you are you responsible for this How no, many no, no. Uh, there are about three advancing from one side three advancing from another oh, shit I don't know what to do um... on your knees on your knees and be prepared to be manacled um, I'm going to try and cast. Oh, how many people's command hit? It's just the one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to try command person then, charm person even, at third level and get three of them. Okay. Uh, let's roll some saves. 
Oh, if any of them are the same ones, by the way. Different um, group. Okay, cool, cool. No, yeah. it's just the charm that I did stays for an hour on whoever they are. Yeah. But they might have gone. You know. Okay, <laughs> so, you feel yeah. a sort of all of them blink for a moment as the and you can feel the the the, the spell take hold around their minds. They're still advancing on um, uh, on sweet, however, because they're charmed towards you. Um, uh, I'm going to run out and shout, Papa, Papa, there you are! Nah. <laughs> and hug. <laughs> Brilliant. The three who are charmed by you kind of, they raise their muskets instinctively, uh, but the other three advancing from the other side, uh, Sui's like, ah, yes, uh, uh, come, my dear, we should get out of here! Go on, like... <laughs> these uh, the three who are still advancing over are going stop do not move um, charm oh. person's not concentration no, is it? it's not it's not no then I will cast it on them as well okay <laughs> and so shit okay all three of them resist Oh no! Fuck! Yeah, that was that was a seventeen and eighteen and a twenty on the die. Oh god! Oh, oh what can I do here? Uh, um, oh, I I can okay. do something. Um, shit! No, that's concentration too. I really can't drop the fire. No, they, they, <laughs> they are kind of pointing at the the, the guns at uh, the the pair of uh, of you, whoever. Like, on to the ground and uh, and submit for questioning. Fuck! Uh, See, one of the uh, the you know, the one of them is kind of still holding his musket up, is reaching, kind of using one shot arm to brace it a little bit while sh- uh, getting some manacles from his uh, uh, from his hip. Um, how near how to big... the fire are we? Uh, probably. Uh, I mean, like probably about twenty feet or so from the flaming building. Mm-hmm. Um, let so me just check. You the are, your hiding place is about forty feet away. Can I just check how big is Sweet and how heavy does he look? Uh, sweet <laughs> is uh, approximate. Uh, sweet is about. Um, gosh, I want to say like, f- maybe he might be five ten if he wasn't hunching so much. Um, okay. it makes him, him look smaller than he is. Uh, as for weight. That is an excellent question. One moment. <laughs> As I quickly... So we just... are about 20 feet from the fire, you said? Yes. Yeah, they are. You're they about are. 40 feet away. That is fine. Okay. But finish answering this question first. Uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, this no, that's is fine. Take we... your time, don't worry. Uh, <laughs> You're all good. Fun fact, uh, fellow humans. I do not have uh, a clear idea of how much humans generally weigh. Uh, this is um, well. Just is this he is something. Average build. He is of average yeah. build. He is an average. So he's not build. overweight or underweight. He's not just especially. Average. Yes. So like we're, we're I, talking so... 70, 80 kilos. Uh, this is Dungeons and Dragons, which is an American system. So pounds. Oh, here we okay. go. Um, uh, so I'm going to use Tiefling. It's fine. I've got, I I've got base weight here, <laughs> and I can kind of use this. Uh, base, it's it's like precise number is not important. I'm trying to work out if I can carry him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, it, it might be because it relies it, it relies on, on, on like you know rough poundage. Uh, so call that. No, but yeah, he's like 140 pounds, we'll say. 
The metric system, people. Come on. I, you know what? Like you say that, but I weigh myself on my scales in stone. So yeah, I do it in stone, and I am too tired to. Britain work is out a complicated That many setup. pounds is in stone. Yeah. Fair regardless, <laughs> regardless, regardless, he is an average size man. 140 pounds. Man. If it matters for the sake, because I know what you're asking for. Uh, I, I want to carry him, but I don't know if I can. Okay, uh, strength. Oh, right. In which case, athletics check. Uh, well, I, I mean, I haven't cast the spell yet, so because like, yeah. I, I was letting Ellie do stuff. Well, Celestia do something. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, I don't if know. You want to? <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, my major image is still up, mm. and we're really quite near it. I mean, how much can I do with major image? I can do uh, quite a lot. You can I? you can move it. You can change it. It's an action to move it around, but you can move it with it. Like you can cause it to physically move. It only occupies a twenty foot cube, yeah, which it's currently fine. doing at the moment with the flaming yeah. building. Okay, I'm gonna do something really mental. Um, so basically, what I'm gonna do is um, make it make the shape the fire into a face and claws, Fucking and hell. have it look at the offices and just go. Aah! Basically. Roll an intimidation check. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking ah, um, that is a fourteen. Close enough. That I'm gonna roll rolls mm, okay. for them. Okay. Uh, of the okay, the three that scamp charmed. You see them waver for a moment, then ah shit, and break and run. The three that are of the three that are whole, currently still pointing their guns, the one that was fumbling with his manacles uh, also spooks and uh, 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 and makes a break for it. Uh, the individual, the ones who are currently peering around the fire, however, they they as a whole are freaking out at this. And one calls, "Shit, the radicals have a mage! The radicals have a mage!" <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, if. If they're all distracted, I'm going to just try and drag him away. <laughs> just pull him away. Okay, yeah, I did. You don't need to pull him. He's he's willing to run with you. Uh, the I'm going to hold his hand. The <laughs> two that, that said, as you run, however, the two that are still pointing guns at you are going to fall through in their threats and you're going to try and shoot you. Uh, can I cast fly as I do it and try and go up? And yes, you can. <laughs> uh, I'll, uh, sure, this is weird enough. I'll give them a disadvantage on the shots. Um, fucking hell. So that's that was yeah that that was a um, that was a fifteen to hit, it hit sweet, and an eighteen um, and, and, mm. and an eighteen to hit you. Okay, can I give them a minus d four to the fifteen and what? hope that sweet's arm class is a bit better? Than Roll one. a d four. Um, four. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. Just enough because sweet has sweet is not armored but does have some dexterity. <sighs> Oh, he, and I will just take the damage. As he, uh, yeah, as it, tw- uh, he, the gun sort of, uh, as it, the recoil just makes the barrel go up just a little bit, and it misses Sweet as you soar into the air. Uh, however, you uh, get struck for eleven points of uh, of percussive damage uh, as the gun. <laughs> Cranks off. I really need to keep this concentration up, yep. so I'm going to turn the concentration check. Okay. 
that's fine. Eagle would have been fine, actually. That's like a 19. That would have been very, very bad. Okay. <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, yeah, you hold the concentration and t- soar into the air. Uh, how do you? What, what route do you plan to take to escape? Uh, keeping low enough to not go over the roofs, but I'm going to go to a roof. Okay. Like get around a corner and then give me onto a give roof. me a stealth check then. Oh, that's, that's a twenty-four. Okay, you sh- sh- head to the roof and sort of uh, sweet. He was slightly his legs are kicking in the air. You land down on the roof and using your cloak partly cover him, and you see the uh, Shh. what the fuck? Okay, okay, uh, and you see the uh, you can just make out the uh, the soldiers below. What the fuck? Where did they go? You go that way. Come on, sit. Uh, they, but by this point, the the soldiers outside have essentially broken up out of useful usefulness now with all of the chaos that's gone on, and you can just hear them blowing whistles, trying to call for reinforcements who are not immediately present. I um, how long has it been? Oh, it's been probably a, I want to say like forty five seconds or so. <laughs> okay, how am I getting on with the passing uh, up? <laughs> with this, yeah, with with the, with thirty people working on it, I'll say you've basically just about got the third one loaded causing so you're now free to intervene outside right okay Um, when the officers start breaking up I'm going to start walking away um, but remain in range for as long as possible so it's a slow walk away as though I'm yeah give me a deception check Um, that is an 18 Okay. You skillfully just sort of kind of calm yeah, I, and calmly It's even yourself. like a slightly meandery walk, yeah, yeah. so staying within range but not staying in one place, yeah, if that makes sense. around and away. Yeah. The, with everyone, because I'd like to keep that up for longer because in my head they haven't quite had enough time for the crates, yeah. so... With, yeah. with all of the chaos and everything, you're easily able to buy enough time for, uh, for Scamp and Sweet to make their way to safety for the carriages to be loaded up uh, before carrying their disguised uh, their disguised crew onwards. Yeah. And after all after all of the chaos uh, causing you see that you're able to see that the student passes over to Ball the leather bag and you hear the heavy clink of coins inside. Right, okay. Good. All right, that's all. That's all of them loaded. Let's get back down and split up. You know what? Uh, find me, find me the marigold for us uh, for this to, uh, to cut uh, for your share of the spoils. Yes. Come on, Got let's it. go. And the uh, various uh, criminals begin uh, s- uh, scattering down back into the sewers and fleeing through whatever means. Mm-hmm. Uh, Celestia. You're kind of maintain, doing this walk. I'm going to stay um, vaguely nearby, but again, yeah. sort of meandering. For I, I think I'd stay for like the duration of the spell if I know yeah. how many crates they're moving. Yeah. Like I'd stay till the ten minutes is out. Yeah, and, and then at the end of the ten minutes, I would like to be as far away as I possibly can yeah. and still maintain. And I'll say the spell. It, it does take like the, a, a fair bit of the ten minutes to do this uh, to, to to move all the crates. You know, yeah. Again, the monsters just doing time. like disturbing things. But this yeah, whole you're time, just, just yeah, staring you're at just people and chaos, and keeping, swiping, keeping and... people away. Yeah. Um, but eventually, it, it doesn't take long before you're all able to meet back up again. 
mm-hmm. uh, in a uh, in an alleyway not far from the chaos. Is Sweet still with us? Sweet, uh, yeah, Sweet is like until you get him. I mean, depends if you like. Yeah, no, I think I'd say Sweet is still with you. <laughs> he's he's like freaking out a little bit, but it's like okay. Sweet, can you can you not tell people about this a little bit for you? Sure, absolutely. Cheers. <laughs> oh, that was um. Not sure I've ever done that much big stuff in you know the space of. Yeah. 30 seconds. <laughs> I, I feel like all my big stuff's gone, so I'm just going to readjust until it's not. Yeah, no sending today, darling. I said Gordon. Alright, well, hopefully if we can get back, we're, we're, we're in good stead. Yeah, let's go. Okay. Uh, it's, it's a sweet kind of gives you a very <laughs> grateful I... nod before slipping back down his own way towards the sewers. Before the monster winked out, I would like it to go, see you all in hell. It's <laughs> <Just> like... <laughs> into yeah, like a just pile sinks of sinks back down into the, yeah. into the ground. <laughs> leaving this, perfect, sometimes. this perfectly unburned building <laughs> behind it. Well, it might as well be theatrically exciting, mightn't it, I say to the other two. <laughs> Fair. I Do mean, you want you... some actual burning, or should we just leave it be? No, I think let's leave it. I think it's actually okay. scarier if the building's not burnt. <laughs> yeah. Actual burning's harder to, uh, to control. Yeah. Also, then you know people might get hurt and stuff, which mm. ha- should I got hurt from right that. here. Look, I got fucking shot. hell. Come here. I do a little ding <laughs> on my xylophone. <laughs> um, hang on. Let me get my D four. I'll tell you how much. <laughs> Um, you get eight. That's okay. much better. You um, make your way back down. Or, I mean, you make you make your way either at your choice, either through the streets or back down through the catacombs and sewers. To well, where would you like to retreat to? Uh, we can go back to Horn Alley. Yeah, I think that's probably yeah. uh, best at this point. Uh, Back keep a low to profile. the old, uh, the old brothel. <laughs> <laughs> Can we sleep somewhere else tonight? Like where? Um, fine, but I need to get some earplugs. Okay, <laughs> you probably should. The silent spell didn't quite do it for you then. Earmuffs. I want earmuffs. You look fucking adorable in your muffs, and you All should right. definitely We're get some. We're causing even vaguely where such things could be purchased. Ding. In the middle of the night. <laughs> in the middle of the night. Um, yeah, probably, like, you know, there's, there's street traders and such. Uh, and, in fact, you vaguely remember uh, there was, like, a sort of, you know, old clothes type shop in Horn Alley. They <gasps> probably do. Excellent. And I will say, for the sake of convenience, you're able to pick up for two copper pieces, a set of uh, earmuffs. Done. Scamp. I'm going to get some as well. because I, I, I yeah. buy them a, a set of, uh, of earmuffs. Thank yeah. you. Do they match my hat? Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not going to bother for me. Just about, just yeah. Just scamp is cute. <laughs> the, you uh, head your way back to Horn Alley and presumably into the Marigold, where uh, after, where having... Kind of headed back there directly, you find Ball waiting uh, with a few of the others. Oh, good to uh, 
see you got back all right. Yeah, you too. And not a bad uh, contribution on your part. Thank you. I thought it went pretty well. Mm. We do try to provide a service. Mm-hmm. You um, need a distraction. We've got you. Reaches into the heavy leather bag and you can see that uh, uh, several industrious tieflings have been co- counting out coins, putting them into small pouches, then patching them up and putting them back in the bag, uh, pre-dividing up uh, loot. He fishes out a pouch and tosses it uh, to uh, to Scamp, actually, it would be. Nah. Huh. <laughs> oh, I don't drop it. Huh. Wait. <laughs> okay. Under these circumstances, we thought may I thought maybe a little bit extra was was appropriate given the aid. Uh, I got a shot right here. Have you had that looked at? Yes. Good. Um, <laughs> shakes his head. Uh, you find a pouch with, given the bonus that you guys got, uh, it would be 210 gold pieces. Nice. Total. Total. Cool. So 70 each. Oh, well done. Yeah. <laughs> I was Excellent. like, maths, help me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. I don't do maths after midnight. Apparently me neither. Like, I couldn't divide 21 by 3 just then. I was like, that doesn't divide into 3. Then I was like, no, it does. Like, hang (laughs) on. (laughs) That's why it's 210. Word from up top is that you have some papers being made. They'll be delivered to you toward sometime tomorrow. Fantastic. Bit of bad news. Mm -hmm. Shakes his head. Apparently there was some weird stuff that got, that was uh, some of the weird stuff got tied onto sweet and some soldiers uh, went searching for him picked him up shit shit mm. why didn't he come with us shakes his head sweet's always been um, not the most trusting of types doesn't he went back to one of his little one of his bolt holes. wasn't as secure as he thought. Is Bale a thing in this city? <laughs> For Is there someone things? we can talk to? No, he'll be taken to. The good news is they won't have just shot him there and then. They're planning uh, in a few days a big. Uh, Big execution of uh, traitors to this state. That went very well last time they did it. Mm. Well, what about bribery? Is there someone we can bribe? Quite possibly. That's a thing. In the meantime, however, he's probably been taken to the Grand uh, to the Grand Batard. So where they hold prisoners while they're waiting. Yeah. Be a few days at least before uh, anything comes of it. So perhaps we can... Uh, he has some friends around. Perhaps there may be a way to bribe his way out. Could be a pricey one, though. Hornless are always pricks about this sort of thing. Mm. Still, though. Well done. <sighs> First, small frustrations aside, it's been a good night's work. Thank you. 
packs a bit of tobacco down into his pipe. <laughs> Is there anything else? No, you're good to go. The uh, papers will be sent. Uh, you're staying at the Lonely Shepherdess? Yes. Yeah. They'll be sent right. there. <laughs> Thank you. Um, as we're leaving, I'm going to say to Corzin, Corzin, darling, you do have that favour with the prison guard. Yes, I do. And we're probably not going to be here for that long, so it might not be that useful to us. I was going to ask, actually, about um, how much time it would take uh, for us to secure passage out of here. Because, yes, um, if I can take full advantage of that and uh, get Sweet out and back on his feet, I uh, I think that's a, a fair trade, considering... It's a fair use of it, I think. Mm. Tell you what. We're done for this evening, but um, if first thing tomorrow morning we uh, go and make that inquiry, we might be able to um, get this all wrapped up and sorted before we have to go and see anyone about uh, getting out of here. How does that sound? Good. It sounds good. If right. we can even just find out where he is. That would help. Hmm. I mean, All right. they're sort of crime people, aren't they? I do a little like, <laughs> head gesture back to all the tieflings that uh, we've just left. They might know where this particular uh, guard is. Yeah. Uh, certainly worth checking out. I mean, it's it seems to be organised like like resistance cells. Like nobody really knows uh, what anyone else is doing, and that's kind of by design. Although there is a overarching goal in mind. All I'm saying is they might know where this one guard is. It's yeah. Worth asking them. No, let's yeah. let's ask. I can't hurt. I can't remember his name out of character. I've forgotten. Uh, I'm so it sorry. It <laughs> was uh, Gaston Dumois, I believe. Yeah. So I mean, you... yeah. I can poke my head in if you want. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. All right. Otherwise so, we're blowing up a prison and that's just going to be complicated. I really don't want to blow up a prison. That sounds terrible. Um, I just pop yeah. my head back in the door. Sorry. Um, quick question. You don't happen to know where Gaston Dumont is stationed, do you? He's one of the prison guards, I think. Huh. It's actually quite a good role. <laughs> um, Ball kind of looks like, what? why would I know this is... Uh, and then you know to uh, uh, and uh, what? But at that point, the uh, slick, the bartender, because uh, this is this hotel bar called, you know, puts uh, puts a, a finger up. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Did you say Dumont or Dumois? Dumont. Dumont. I think. Dumont. Out of character, I think you said Dumont. I'm so sorry. 
Uh, I did actually say Dumont. Yep, you did you're right. Say Dumont. Yep. I definitely wrote it down. I, I, I wrote it down right. I just said it wrong. So yeah, Dumont. You know, I think I do know a Dumont actually. Uh, works in the, works in the bastard. Uh, one of the uh, prison uh, guards there. Think he might be maybe the cook or mm. one of the cook's assistants. Okay. And I look at um, Bull again, and that's where Sweet would be. Bull nods. Would make it's sense. One of the most. It's one of the most secure places mm. in the city. Um, I turn to the barman again. Could you um, describe this man for us? Oh, of course. Uh, Dumont. Uh, he is a human. Uh, has very oily sort of black hair. Uh, kind of down to down to the shoulders. Uh, usually has it. Uh, I think these days tries to have it in a ponytail. Is fashionable for soldiers. Um, was very. Uh, was very fit once, but uh, kind of got a bit fat these days, you know, gone to seed. Um, still pretty good looking, though, you know? Uh, kind of like a sort of, uh, uh, what is the term, the lantern jaw. Hmm. All right. Good uh, to know. Okay. Thank you. Not a problem. Heard uh, there was uh, some trouble with uh, with an ex-wife uh, who was causing him a lot of problems until it got sorted in some way. Number of months back. Ah, makes sense. Yeah. Shrugs, cleaning some glassware. So tomorrow morning then. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, nothing's right. gonna happen to him overnight. It'll be fine. And we mm. need the sleep. We do. I've run out of. Also, good we're stuff. not gonna. This is weird. Always turning up in the night is never, <laughs> never the most persuasive. Yeah. And with that, you head back to the lonely shepherdess. Settle up into your rooms and with the aid of your brand new earmuffs, <laughs> get some blessed, blessed sleep. Cause and just cast silence again. <laughs> <laughs> and when you, uh, fun fact, Celestia, the silence lasts until Corzin falls asleep. At, which point, fall asleep uh, at which point his concentration goes, the noise just comes <laughs> straight back. <laughs> 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 and, um,. Well, when you eventually get to sleep, the morning comes, we will pick up there next time. In the meantime, thank you all very much for playing. Thank you all very much for listening. And farewell from all of us here at Flintlocks and Farbles, Fair Seas, and Natural Twenties. There's always profits to be made. When secrets are your stock in trade, you do your best to avoid harm. There's always risks when smuggling arms. 
So gather your muskets, gather your spears, we'll plunder the shores of Calcineer. No Kraken storm or spell we fear, so come and sail with us, my dear.